Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Oh boy, uh, we shall continue with our, our uh, theme of, uh, of, of 9-11 and the aftermath. Uh, now the documentaries are coming out. First thing I reported yesterday is like, where are all the 9-11 specials? Well, they all happened yesterday. I would have thought they would have happened over the weekend, but they didn't. Um, but I really want to talk to Brianne this morning on the government inquiry report because she's our only reporter uh, who wasn't born yet. And so it's quite fascinating. I think it's going to be really interesting to hear what to, what she has to say uh, as far as that goes and a bunch of other things, New Mexico governor and whatever else she has planned um, to talk about here. So uh, let's get started. Let me just scroll down here. Uh, it's one of those last minute things. I was reading articles until two minutes before the show started. I'm like, oh, I got to log in. <laughs> it's been one of those days. All right, let's get going. She started as a guest on Action Radio, courtesy of our Constitution reporter, Amber Kemper. Both Brianna and Amber are graduates of Patriot Academy, a place where young folks get to practice writing and advocating legislation and being legislators in a mock session. Brianna immediately impressed all of us as someone we wanted on the show with her own report. With an insightful mind, asking and taking on complex questions, and a growing skill in sarcasm and satire, plus her study of government, history, the Constitution, and our founding, all of her skills and knowledge combined into something pretty incredible here on Action Radio. And now, the Government Inquiry Report with Brianna Cannon. So, yeah, I've been kind of curious, uh, even watching a lot of the show, the specials and some of the things, and uh, you've heard about this for years, but uh, as someone you know, who, who actually missed it, um, I'd be very curious what your reaction is to uh, everything that's happening around 9-11 these days. Um, yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay. What do you mean <laughs> these days? Well, these days in terms of, well, see, my first report yesterday was on the fact that uh, in years past, especially the 20th anniversary, there were specials days ahead of time, sometimes a couple of weeks ahead of time. People were, uh, uh, there were broadcasts on 9-11. This year, for some reason, nothing happened really until after the show, I noticed. A lot of the reports came out. And of course, over the last uh, 24 hours, there's been a bunch of reports um, on, on several networks. Maybe not, I don't know if the liberal networks have done it, but uh, certainly One American News and Newsmax, where I spend most of my, my news viewing time and that in the uh, War Room and some of the other shows on, uh, on my Roku cable. They've been covering it pretty well. But they're still missing a lot of things. In fact, I went over that in the first hour yesterday, all the things that are missing. But there's, there's just, I'm just curious, uh, like, what are, what are folks talking about now? You know, you know it's, it's um, well, let's, let's start with that. So have you been, been chatting with folks, and uh, what, uh, especially people that, that missed it for some reason? And like I said, I was thinking about this this morning. You live long enough, you're going to see a lot of stuff. Uh, things happen in your lifetime that are, are pretty cataclysmic. This is one of the ones for us here. And so for those of us that were, I remember I was, I was driving my car to work, and all of a sudden comes over, I was in California, and all of a sudden it comes over the radio. You know, airplanes are flying into the World Trade Center in New York. I'm like, what? You know, so anyway, it just kind of went from there. Um, and then the whole country changed. And now you're, you don't remember like pre um, 9-11, but so we're, we're basically we've moved into a national security state because of it, the Patriot Act, things like that. That's some of the things I was going over yesterday. But I'm just curious uh, what you've heard, what you think, what, what your friends are talking about. But uh, 9-11 was, it was a major um, 
earth-changing thing for the United States because it basically gave the excuse to the government to turn us into a national security state. And that's the aspect I've been reporting on. But uh, what do you think? Yeah, um, I haven't seen any of the new reports, I guess, but mm-hmm. I can tell you what I have learned. Um, I, okay. I know that um, or I've heard that before 9-11, the government was trying to institute something that was kind of like the TSA, like a security thing in airports. And a lot of people didn't like that and they didn't mm-hmm. want it, so they didn't do it. And then after 9-11 happened is when they put in the TSA and the Patriot Act and all this stuff that basically took away a lot of our rights. Um, and it was like a, a really huge step in the wrong direction. Um, and they, and it, it, I saw one thing, and it was uh, comparing like the TSA to the COVID lockdowns. It was like just for a temporary time, and then it's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's nothing more temporary than uh, yeah. permanent than a temporary government program, or they say that about a temporary tax. Yeah. Um, as you were talking, I was just thinking about yeah. the world before 9/11. Let me paint you a little picture here. There was a time. Uh, I remember when I lived in Boston, and there was what they called the Eastern Shuttle. This is Eastern Airlines. So a lot of the airlines went broke uh, right at the time I wanted to be an airline pilot. It's really bad timing on my part. Um, But uh, we used to have airlines, Eastern, TWA, Braniff, Western, National, Pan American. These wonderful airlines that had uh, fabulous airplanes. Anyway, there's something called the Eastern Shuttle. And you would board in Boston to New York to Philadelphia to Washington. would fly up and down the coastline. You, there was no security. There was no advanced ticket purchase. You literally walked in to the airport, bought – and there's, there's no luggage either. You just walked in, as far as I remember. You walked in. You bought your ticket. You walked onto the airplane, and you flew you know, to your, your, your destination. And they ran it as a shuttle. And when it was, you know, if it was full, you, you waited for the next one. And these, these flights would run like every half hour. You know, in for the morning commute and the evening commute, and there and the you could never do that today. But that's how they used to do it. There was no security. There was nothing. I mean, they knew who you were. I mean, they probably check your ID, and that's about it. Okay, welcome to the flight. And I don't even know if they collected money on board like a like a train conductor. But it was pretty open. That was the world before nine eleven. Have you ever heard of that, the shuttle, or anything like that? No, I haven't really heard the term like shuttle for it, but I have heard that like. You just went right through. Like there wasn't the big security process that we have today. Mm-hmm. There was no gun search. There's no weapon search. In fact, I think there was a time you probably could just carry guns on airplanes, uh, like you would carry guns in your car or I'm sure on trains. They didn't search them. And we didn't have anything happen. Uh, and people, are, well, how did that happen? Well, cause people were different then. You know, you probably heard the stories about the the kids in New York that used to uh, ride the subway with the 22 rifles because they had uh, rifle teams in the city of New York. You know, in the basements, they, they had, um, you know, rifle ranges for sports teams. Don't hear about that anymore. So, so we've changed. You know, and I was thinking this morning, I, was, I made an observation on Facebook um, that if, uh, if Brandon were president or occupying the White House, you know, during 9-11, you know, he'd probably blame it on climate change. Oh, that was it. Okay, I found it. Oh, good. Which Sorry. Go ahead. That's no, okay. No, okay, be, so be inspired. I couldn't remember okay. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, what, what do you got? <laughs> so I couldn't remember the name of this person. It was Larry Silverstein. Oh, huh, that? who it was. Okay, who's and that? it was like um, he bought out like millions of dollars worth of an insurance plan for the um, World Trade Center, um, the Twin Towers. Mm-hmm. And I think they were saying it was like a month before it happened or something. Hmm, and. 
it was specifically for terrorist attacks against it, is what they said. Now, I haven't, like, read the insurance plan or anything. I don't even know if I could. But, um, and then after the towers fell, he got extremely rich. And I heard, like, I don't remember a lot about it, but there was one point in time where I heard about this kind of ownership of the buildings and somebody was sharing blueprints and stuff like that. I don't remember everything else, but it was like they were going through how they planned it out, but I don't remember much of anything about that. Hmm. But I I do know about it is um, a lot of, um, gosh, I don't remember what they're called, but people who are like specialized in kind of of that area, um, I know there was multiple reports that say it was controlled demolition. Oh, and controlled demolition yeah. charges and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, so but I forgot was, what they were. Like they, they had like some kind of title, like for what they do. I just don't remember what it was. Probably demolition um, engineers. And I know a lot that. of even the people, yeah. um, some mm-hmm. of the Patriot Academy people were talking about it, and they're talking about like um, World Trade Building Seven or whatever. How mm-hmm. um, they're saying that the what was like debris or shrapnel or whatever you call it came in and um, I guess hit the no, that's the building that collapsed it and made it all an collapse and yeah, that, uh, seven no, seconds that's the and no point ever yeah. hit it. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's building seven is the mystery building. Mm-hmm. How did how did building seven come straight down like a demolition charge, you know, with no airplane hitting it? So the, that's the that's the linchpin of the whole yeah. theory right there. Uh, and in fact, I was talking to Jonathan yesterday. You should listen to yesterday's show and listen to the shows, the the previous shows. You can uh, you know do an action radio search with our, our search window at the top of any broadcast page, um, and they'll go back to the last years and the last couple of years because we were talking about all these different things that weren't consistent about it. You know, why did Building 7 come down? You know, I never heard about Larry Silver. The name Larry Silverstein sort of sticks in my brain somehow, but I don't know how. The fact that he bought insurance. So what you have to figure out with him is how many other people bought insurance? And did people buy insurance, you know, six months ahead of time, a year ahead of time, five years ahead of time? I mean, you know, it, maybe it's just maybe he, you know, was the one that bought it just before this happened. And maybe he just bought it because he thought it was a good idea. Or maybe he bought it because he knew something was going to happen. My guess would be he bought it because he knew something was going to happen, because that's an expensive policy, uh, anti-terrorist policies. It's like flood insurance. Yeah. It's hugely expensive, and the government usually bails you out anyway. So something like 9-11, uh, when the Trade Center is destroyed, the government rebuilt another tower. So you know they're going to do that. So why would you buy insurance for something you know the government's going to rebuild anyway? So now I'm curious, right? Unless you're doing it to make money. So there's a curiosity. Um, but um, there's a lot... There's an awful lot to this. So, yeah, I forgot where I was going to go with this. The thing is, we don't have... Yeah, go ahead. Uh Uh-huh. Like, we as individuals, like, right now, don't have all the proof. I mean, some individuals have found all the proof and stuff, but right now, we do not have all the proof to say this is exactly how they did it and how they are involved. But we Uh do have enough information, you know, from the conclusion that obviously our government was involved in this somehow. Uh Uh-huh. No, I agree uh, Claire Lopez used to be on the show. She was uh, a CIA field officer. She was a specialist in the Middle East. And she told us flat out Iran was behind it. And yet you never hear Iran mentioned with 9-11. She said this was, uh, you know, in fact, there was a previous bombing in 1993, before 2001. You know, the blind sheikh, Sheikh Mohammed Khalid something or other. Uh, you can look up the blind sheikh. Um, we used to call them sheikhs. No, the sheikhs now. Anyway, uh, so there, and there was a bomb that went off in the parking lot. So, nine, so the World Trade Center has been a target. They knew it was a target for a long, 
a long time. Uh, same thing with the Murrah building in, in Oklahoma City. You know, they said it's an ammonium nitrate fertilizer bomb. But a bomb makes kind of like a spherical explosion pattern as, as everything races away from the explosion at 32,000 feet per second, whatever the ridiculous rate that explosions happen. So you can't run out, out in an explosion. <laughs> explosions are like supersonic. Um, so, so that blasts it out. But it would have made a spherical pattern in the building, but it didn't. You notice that the walls go, oh, yeah, you're in Oklahoma. You know about this. You know, the, 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 the explosion went straight up and down like demolition charges. So it's impossible to make that yeah. building explosion pattern based on a bomb that would have been in the parking lot or away from the building. It would have blown out in a sphere. Take like a, a sphere, yeah, like the top half a of a sphere. Of... Go ahead. Yeah, that's what I heard a lot of too. Like it was, especially if you see the images, you know, you'll see just like the straight up line of a bunch of floors that were blown out. And it's like just mm-hmm. completely open space. Like it was like split down almost. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And a lot Look of people at the say Amer- that, it, that if it was that yeah. bomb that um, was like a U-Haul or van, I don't know. There's two different, some people call them vans, some call them U-Hauls. I don't know. It was a rider truck. But, it, it was a rider truck. And that's why rider changed their name after that. Timothy McVeigh. I remember it well. Oh, Timothy, yeah, funny. right. Timothy McVeigh used to be an army medic. He saved yeah. a lot of people, which is kind of interesting too that he uh, kind of got twisted and in, in, uh, that he went. But yeah, huh? Yeah. Well, well, uh, I forgot what the engineers are called that actually do demolitions. But if you look at any building, uh, in fact, you can go see videos of this on YouTube. Look at a building that's brought down by demolition charges. They set them off, and the building drops straight down. It's fascinating. Exactly the way, well, if you look at the videos of 9-11, it looks like it's collapsing from the top down, but I, it just, I don't see how that's possible. Knowing what I know about aviation, um, that a, a, you know, an airplane flying into a building, and I, I got a report on Facebook on our special investigations page. Back in 1945, a B-25 Mitchell bomber, it's a World War II bomber, pretty big airplane. It's not, it's not nowhere near the size of a 757, 767, still a pretty big airplane. And it carries a lot of fuel. It's got two big engines. Um, and I've flown in one. I was in the, the tail gunner position, actually. Um, so if you ever see the old World War II films, and it flew into uh, the Empire State Building. It just, you know, made a hole, you know, and it blew up, but it didn't do any damage, any significant structural damage to the building. And you would think that it would have done something. So look at our special investigations page on the B-25. I'm going to be reporting on that at some point uh, this week. But, uh, yeah. It's uh, there's it doesn't make sense that uh, that fuel, especially jet fuel, is not the most volatile. You know, car gas is far more volatile than jet fuel. Jet fuel is kerosene. It's like barbecue lighter fluid. It's cheap. <laughs> it's cheap ass stuff that you just put in a jet engine. You know, it's uh, it's it's kind of uh, kind of weird. But it doesn't make sense that a building with asbestos coatings or anti-flame coatings or things like that would would suddenly melt. steel melts at a pretty high temperature. It doesn't make sense that it would have collapsed the building, both buildings, you know, from, from airplanes. That doesn't make sense. What do you think? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Okay. And a lot of people do, too. They're saying that it wouldn't have melted the steel. Yeah. Yeah. And so but there's, also there's too on many... that, whenever uh-huh. we were talking about um, the TSA and such, about, you know, mm-hmm. whenever a government's program was in there, it's never taken out. And, well, um, I had something pulled up because um, I was going to go over some, like, updates sure. on some of the things I've talked about and new things they've done. But 
this one popped up on the website of the World Economic Forum. I'm sure there's other articles and stuff on it. It's just where I found it. Um, and it said, Biden establishes the Office of Environmental Justice. And this was April 28th of this year that it was published. Um, wow. So you probably already know about it, but I don't know. No. But it's no, the okay. Office no, uh, of Environmental uh, Justice. I, I leave stuff like that to you because that's, surely that's and, your expertise. So the world government stuff is your department. So, yeah, let me know. It says the U.S. President Joe Biden has signed an executive order creating a new Office of Environmental Justice. The OEJ will work with communities affected by pipelines, highways, chemical plants, and waste sites to address centuries of racist policies. Because that makes so much sense. Wait a minute. Where? Where? Where did? Where, <laughs> that's hysterical. Where did he? Uh, considering that the people in these communities of different racial makeup, you know, drive cars, use gasoline, you know, heat their homes, <laughs> use air conditioning, you know, cook on stoves. I mean, you know, it's, <laughs> this is this is crazy. But you know, so environmental justice. That's another. That's like social justice. So it's just a it's a it's a money way. Well, with the, you know, speaking of environmental justice, they're taking away ceiling fans, gas stoves, and uh, uh, and uh, gasoline powered cars. It's crazy. So where is where is oh, the, the ceiling fan one? Oh, so, oh yeah, ceiling fans, so light bulbs also. So anything that uh, you use or you want to use, you know, anything good, <laughs> uh, incandescent bulbs, uh, ceiling fans, gasoline. I mean, gas, natural gas powered stoves, gasoline powered cars, probably diesel cars too. Um, anything like that. Well, they're all being converted to electricity because electricity can be regulated. But the ceiling fans, I'm not sure what that's about. They want to have some modern, you know. And here's the weird part, too. And I, I, um, I published the, the carbon cycle. Carbon cycle on, uh, uh, it's in the environmental, it's the Action Radio Environmental Action page. And I wanted to do that because um, the carbon, I was curious about it. I hadn't studied it since, you know, high school. And I was wondering, you know, where, how it all ties together. Do you know the one place where, where the carbon cycle all comes together? kind of interesting um no i don't think i do it's the atmosphere it's co2 carbon dioxide carbon dioxide is the is the the atmosphere is the one transfer point between all the other uh points of the carbon cycle so the carbon cycle in plants that gets their co2 from the air the plants go into the ground with their with their carbon you know then it becomes oil and it gets drilled, and uh, and then you know, but if they're locking all that carbon up in 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 the ground, and the ocean locks up tons, you know, m- you know, megatons of, of carbon dioxide, and it only comes out when it, when the Earth warms up, which is kind of interesting. So the warmer the Earth, the more carbon dioxide in the air, which means the more plants. So colder planets lock up carbon dioxide. Uh, is uh, colder colder climates lock it up? It's kind of interesting. But the atmosphere is the one transfer point between the, the land and the water. You know, volcanoes put carbon dioxide back in the air, burning organic fuels. I never use the term fossil anymore, but burning organic fuels unleashes the carbon that was locked up in petroleum from plants, algae, organic material, you know, from millions of years ago. So it is essential, actually, the burning, the internal combustion engine and the steam engine kind of saved the planet because we put carbon dioxide back into the atmosphere, you know, completing the carbon cycle. And these people want to, these people end the carbon cycle. And if people knew that, that the real goal of environmentalism is to break the carbon cycle and end all life on Earth, even though they, they may not know they're doing it, that's what they're doing. If they cut the carbon cycle, if they cut off carbon dioxide from the carbon cycle, life ends. I mean, that's it. <laughs> you need, you need the, the cycle of carbon from air to water to plants to oil back to air. So speaking of environmental justice, 
That's like the greatest injustice of all is breaking the carbon cycle. These stupid morons. So where do they put this Office of Environmental Justice, just out of curiosity? Where do they put what? Where do they put it? Is it in the, uh, the EPA? Is it in the Civil Rights Division? Is it in, uh, I don't know. Where is it? Um, it's with, okay, it's a new office within the White House Council on Environmental Quality. So this isn't even a real, so this isn't something authorized by Congress. They just did this. They just made it up. Yeah, it's an executive order. Okay, so executive orders, as we know, legally cannot create anything. All they can do is um, enact or make the process easier for legislation passed by Congress. So then the question is, did Congress pass the Environmental Justice Act or anything authorizing this new office? That's an important question. Let me figure that out. Okay, take a look. I'll wait. I'll speculate here. I got more um, stuff. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be hard to. But I have Go ahead, no, a, you can look it up right now. updates surrounding. Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'll probably um, get a little more information on that and talk about it at a different time. So I have a sure. couple of updates. Um, I'm moving off of the Hawaii thing. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've kind of finished that. I mean, there's a little bit more, but I think that one's finished. Well, if they but set I up do the have office some of, other information. You know, if they set up the office of, uh, um, what is it, a 15-minute island, <laughs> you know, the, the Maui 15-minute island office or the, the, the city, whatever they're going to call it, then we start going back and taking a look. Uh, but just keep watching it. Keep watching what's going on there. See who moves in. But... Uh, I think we know what caused the, the problems there. It's, the question is what the government's going to do in the aftermath. You know, like I say, 9-11 was a terrorist attack that, well, that we, I think was allowed by the government. I think they knew it was coming. Um, it just doesn't make sense that people can, can you know, kidnap a whole airplane with a box cutter. That doesn't make any sense to me, especially with <laughs> sky marshals. Well, that's what they did. They got box cutters. Now, you can kill somebody with a box cutter. I mean, you can cut, you cut their throat with it. But the question is, where were the sky marshals? You know, they're, they're supposed to be armed agents on every airplane. Interestingly, not a single, and yeah. I didn't think about this until just now. I've, I've probably thought about it before, but there weren't, where were sky marshals? Where were the armed agents on board these airplanes? Unless they sat there and gave up their guns instead of shooting the terrorists, which is entirely possible. I don't know. Anyway, where are you going to, what's yeah. your next point? You know, so let's move on to, to your stuff. There's a lot of unarmed security guards, and it's funny because it's like, what's the purpose? Oh. But, mm-hmm. um, this thing's pretty short, so I'll go ahead and read this um, sure. about the agency. Um, so it goes along the lines of the OEJ, which is the um, Office of Environmental Justice. <laughs> it even sounds ridiculous. Um, <laughs> directs federal agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it directs federal agencies to work closer and earlier with communities affected by pipelines, highways, chemical plants, and waste sites to address centuries of racist policies that have imposed disproportionate pollution upon um, black, indigenous, and other people of color. Environmental justice will be the mission of the entire government woven directly into how we work with state, local, tribal, and territorial governments, Biden said. This sounds like it sounds more like pandering than anything else. It, it sounds like the old when Biden said, uh, you know, the Republicans are going to put you all back in chains. You know, I'm talking to a black audience. Um, so this is this is that it sounds like that same kind of thing. There's somebody who made a really interesting comment that when Democrats talk to white audiences, they talk about 
you know, the economy and uh, jobs and inflation and things like that. When they talk to black audiences, they talk about, you know, they dumb it down and talk about slavery and uh, that kind of stuff. So it's fascinating how the, Demo- the, the racism of the Democrats is, is so unbelievable. They can't even see it. So do, do they think that there are no white people or Asian people, you know, that live, I guess uh, there'll be people of color. I, I, so that, that distinction never made sense to me. But do they think that, that nobody outside of, uh, quote, minorities, you know, live next to power plants, you know, oil refineries, uh, pipelines? Do you, do you know how many pipelines there are in this country? Every city has pipelines. Do you think you have gasoline trucks running through Manhattan? No, they have pipelines. They have pipelines. Have you ever looked at them? Pull up a map of, of uh, oil pipelines in the U.S. Just put, just, just put that in there and just take a look. It's staggering. Oh, this is kind of creepy. I just found something. Okay. Creep away. <laughs> what did you find? Okay, so there was – okay, so I was look, I was reading the rest of this article. I'll go huh? ahead and, and read for you too because okay. I think you'll find this interesting. All right, it says, huh. the creation of the White House Office of Environmental Justice marks a major victory for environmental justice advocates. Today's executive order is the result of nearly two decades of organizing by the environmental justice movement, Ozawa Beneshi Albert, who's the co-ed of the Climate Justice Alliance, a nonprofit representing 89 rural and urban community-based EG groups and supporting networks, said in a statement. This win belongs to our communities who have been on the front lines of the climate crisis, creating solutions, building local power, and engaging lawmakers for decades. So I went in because I'd heard that before, the Climate Justice Alliance. And so I went in and I found it says, like, as frontline communities, we pilot solutions to organize collectively to shut down the extractive economy. And they have this little map of, like, these little dots where I guess they have their um, communities. Okay. And one, two, three, four are almost in five. five, There's six dots on the map, and five of them are almost in the exact same spots as the smart city map in the United States. <laughs> well, we knew this all led back to communism. I mean, that, that, that's just a given. We, we know this is back to uh, – uh, and did you ever research, the, you know, 90s smart growth? Because this is where all this nonsense started. Well, probably start back in the 70s with, uh, you know, global cooling. But to the 90s is when this really got going. And they talked about infill and, and uh, urban planning. And uh, they didn't call it 15-minute cities, but they had, uh, you know, government-planned communities where everybody would stack up high-end housing projects, and you'd have everything you needed. You know, it was a 15-minute city without calling it that. You know, you'd, you, it would be walkable. It would be bike riding. It would be your shopping, your entertainment, your job, your schools would all be in, in these one little these clusters. So there'd be no need for single-family homes you know, cars, all the things that give us freedom, right? So the whole point of this was to take away freedom and to encourage people to do it. Well, of course, people laughed at it. We all thought it was hysterical. And the EPA has big documents on it uh, on smart growth. Well, we didn't want smart growth. We wanted, you know, personal growth and and independence and property and things like that. So then they came along with this whole climate change thing. And I remember the Sonoma County, California Climate Protection Plan. So to protect the climate, you had to do the same things as smart growth. No private cars, no single-family homes, no travel, no freedom, no nothing, right? It's, it's all things that are taken away. Bicycles, you know, and, and, and basically the 15-minute city model, model. Well, that didn't work either. <laughs> so now they're trying to scare the hell out of everybody. Uh, but it all comes down to communism. You don't own anything. You will live in the community we tell you in, to live in and do what we tell you to do. And, and that's what this security state's all about, is monitoring people to make sure that you do what we tell you to do. 
But it's, it's all the same thing. It all comes down to the same thing. The removal of personal freedom. All your power is electric and it's government controlled and rationed. All your food is government controlled and rationed. Um, oh, I found something the other day. I'll pull up a photograph. I, have, I haven't yet, I've forgotten to post this on Facebook. Uh, but I was in my grocery store. And I was looking at, uh, at my, my favorite uh, chicken pot pie frozen ones, which I keep on hand just for occasions when I don't feel like cooking. And I found Marie Callender's. This is made with plant-based chicken. They spell it C-H-I-C-K apostrophe N. It's vegetarian. This is Bill Gates' food. <laughs> you know, so it's out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to post that after the show. And, yeah. And something like this. this is not real food. But it's all the same thing. So you look at urban, you look at smart growth, you look at climate change, you look at uh, climate justice, environmental justice, social justice, any of these things, justice. You know, it's, it's all the same thing. It's all communism. They all have the same goals. So they change the names. But you look at all, in fact, that'd be an interesting project to do is, is to go back and, and just look at smart growth, goals, climate change, goals, social justice, goals, environmental justice, goals, and see what they have in common. Probably everything. There might be minor differences here and there, but I'll bet you. Yeah, bet they, you, they are all intertwined. Okay. And so there's something with this Climate Justice Alliance. Now, uh-huh. I'm, I don't know, like, the sponsors or anything else. They're funding. Yeah, I don't listen to that. But now we, I definitely we will now. Yeah, but we need the I money. I bet it's going to be, like, the World Economic Forum or subsidiaries like that. Yep. But yep. So it says Soros, Meta Strategies. Yep. And it's listed six of them. Hmm. It says okay. fight the bad, build the new, change the rules, move oh. the money. Build the bigger we and change the story. And this next thing I'm about to say is I'm going to, like, take a picture of this and okay. send it to you to put on, like, something because it's actually really you can interesting. Post it. You can post stuff right on our, our site. Yeah. I mean, you, know, you should be a member of most of our sites anyway. If not, I can, you know, certainly send you an invite or you can uh, <laughs> just, you know, ask to join. I mean, that's easy. All right. It says Just Transition is our main organizing framework. So it has it's kind of like a Venn diagram looking thing. So well, it Camilla Harris is behind the it then. She circle. loves Camilla Harris loves Venn diagrams. Yeah, that that yellow school buses. Yeah. Hey, she might be uh, she might be <laughs> illegally <laughs> occupying the White House after Brandon has illegally occupied the White House, which I think would be, would be actually funny. It couldn't be any worse than it is now. Everybody's worried, oh no, she'll be worse. I said good. Make it worse. I'll guarantee Trump gets in. So anyway, but that, we'll talk about that some other time. Go ahead. So tell me about uh, this, this, uh, the we, so, expanding the we, expanding the story. Oh, please. God. The first section on the left, the circle, the center one says exploit or work exploitation. Hmm. We're off to a good start. Okay. So it says worldview, consumer, consumerism and colonial mindset. In other words, freedom and prosperity. Defend the worldview. <laughs> Sorry. The world. And then it says purpose, enclosure of wealth and power. Huh. Governance is militarism. What's the Resources difference between... is extraction, dig, burn, and dump. And that's all under the extractive economy of work exploitation. Okay, I want to go over that again because I interrupted you. But what do you have a definition for the difference between governance and government? Because I'm not clear on those two. So, so I would say like the gov- 
I think they're very closely related, um, and sometimes they can be used interchangeably. But if you were to section them differently, I'd say government is like the system you have in, instituted or implemented. And then I would say governance, I would say like the the action of governing. That's okay. the best thing that I can come up with. Yeah, yeah, I think of I think but, of government as a structure. In other words, there are laws, there are constitutional limitations, and things like that. Government has a structure and has a purpose. Governance, it, it, to me, is just control. It's wide open. You know, if you're exercising governance as opposed to government, there is no rules. There, there is just control. And so it's it's a philosophy. It, it's like the elitists, the the technocrats. We know better than you. So governance is more of a, a theoretical. You know, it's almost like a cultist religion. Of, of, you know, we're the good, we know what's best for you, we're, we're going to exercise governance. Uh, I think, I don't think they're interchangeable, but I think they're trying to slide this term in to get away from government, which is, you know, constitution, chartered, law, all that kind of stuff. That's just my interpretation. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to move on with this, too. And yeah, let's get back to our the next diagram. one, it... The circle is kind of made using arrows. So this first circle has the top arrow that's like the top of the circle and the bottom arrow at the bottom of the circle. And they point to the far right circle. And it kind of (laughs) encompasses the middle circle. So the top one, the top arrow says, stop the bad, build the new. And so basically everything that I said on extractive economy is the bad. And then I guess everything in their regenerative economy is what they say is build the new. And it says solutions that are visionary and oppositional. And the bottom arrow says divest from their power, invest in our power. So they're trying to change our government system. It says starve and stop and then feed and grow. And it says their values filter. Hold on. This is really tiny. A just transition must shift economic control to communities, democratize wealth and the workplace, advance ecological restoration, drive racial justice and social equity, relocalize most most production and consumption, retain and restore cultures and traditions. And then in the middle of this, it says change the rules. And this Uh-oh. right here is basically overthrowing our governance system. What's the rule? The Bill of Rights? <laughs> you know, the Constitution? What, 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 what rules are you talking about? No, it blatantly is like international government. It says draw down money and power. Like right now, it's the power supposed to be bottom up, even though now it's like the federal government is kind of um, – trying to gain mm-hmm. more power over states. So it's basically like that. It's like draw down money and power to okay. where the international one is over everything, and then it's national and local. Mm-hmm. So just uh, on, a, on a practical So they're basically – and something yeah. that I've heard uh-huh. – oh, okay, something that I've heard with this too, some people have been talking about it, is sometimes we'll use terminologies of like cities. Sometimes we'll use terminologies of districts. And for some reason, a lot of people are saying, like, this is like a correlation to something, I don't know, something like bad that, that they know of. I, I don't really know anything of where they have, like, people set in districts rather than cities. It's like you can't leave your district. But um, 
Well, I don't know where else that is in the world. But no, it's a change of jurisdictions like the, the EU, for example, the European Union. These used to be independent sovereign countries, and somehow they subordinated themselves to an over, uh, uh, overbearing, overarching bureaucratic organization, which actually took all their money away and created euros, uh, took their, their government independence away. And that's why Brexit came about. Britain's like, no, I'm not gonna be in, we're not going to be under the, the European Union. You know, the, uh, Hillary and, and, and the globalists wanted the same thing. They wanted a North American Union. They wanted to have the United States, Canada, and Mexico under one authority. And that, has, that didn't happen because we all went, what, are you nuts? No, <laughs> we're not going to do that. But it's a way to, to subvert uh, constitutions and individual rights and, and all the things that we, you know, we fought for you know, since time began um, you know, against people that want control. You know, there's people that want freedom and want to be left alone, and there's people who want control. That's never going to end. That, that's always going to be a struggle. Um, but the question is how? How is that going to be waged? But, uh, but these, these new jurisdictions, so they take away... The, the distinction between the cities, the suburbs, and the, the, the rural communities, and they, they make different jurisdictions. They, they, they sort of divide the state in different ways, which includes all of them. And so they, you know, so the, the normal rules don't apply. The local legislator, or the state legislator, you know, the, they don't have the same impact because the, the jurisdictions are different. So it's just a way to make up new rules, to divide and conquer, and bring all this different stuff in. But it's quite fascinating. Um, and what, I'd be curious how this is supposed to work. So are communities going to make their own pipelines now? You know, and, and uh, does this mean that you <laughs> can, you, you know, but I'm thinking about, well, you know, what's going to happen? You know, so if, if, um, if a, a refinery is, is racially unjust, is the gasoline that comes from it and the heating oil and the tar for the roofs and the roads, is that environmentally unjust too? So in other words, are the products of these things unjust or just the refinery itself? Is the gasoline that allows people to do all the things that they do in different racial communities, is that somehow environmentally unjust or just the pipeline itself? So this is where, they, this is where the argument falls apart. Do they say anything about that? Is oil unjust? Is oil racial? How about gasoline? Is gasoline, is electricity racial? Um, well, I don't know. They say math is too, so I'm sure they can think it out of anything. But, um, I mean, People who are intelligent obviously know that it's not, mm-hmm. but for those who are unintelligent, they could easily be manipulated to think so. Because well, well, see, that's their whole have. point. But you know, so what they're really trying to do is yeah. get rid of refineries, right? Because it's they, they it produces carbon, and carbon keeps us alive, so we can't have that. You know, it, it's uh, you know these things are located in areas um, that people actually move into. I mean, here's a question too: you know, if, if an oil refinery is built up or like an airport. They usually locate airports in, in wide open areas because they don't want the noise complaints. They don't want the problems. And what happens? The highways come in. People move in. They build houses under the runway and then complain about the noise. Well, wait a minute. The airport was there first. It was in a rural community. Why did you move there? <laughs> you know? In other words, why did people move? Which came first, the oil refinery or the people that moved there? Why did they move there? If you move to an area that has an oil refinery, do you then get to complain about the oil refinery? I don't think so. That doesn't make any sense. They don't take that into consideration, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to finish goals? this and go yeah, over the black circle, uh, the regenerative economy. Okay. But did you want me to go back over the extractive economy that they were saying is the bad, that they want to divest we, we, from this let's, let's, and let's change from our government system? Yeah, let's we'll do that in a minute. But I want to let's get the let's get the full diagram out there, and then we'll find out what these people are trying to accomplish. What's the result? What's their goal? What's their objective with all this? Okay. It says. 
work cooperation. So instead of work exploitation, they say work cooperation. Instead of worldview of consumerism and colonial mindset, they say caring and sacredness. <laughs> instead of um, resources. Sorry. They're really serious, though. Wait a minute. Do you know where um, we've heard the word sacred? Where, well, all right. All right. Okay, think back. When's the last time you heard that something was sacred? It just was in the news a month ago, maybe three weeks ago. Something was, something was sacred, environmentally sacred. I don't know. That's okay. You don't have to know. I, I always ask impossible questions. Maui, the water, <laughs> the water for the, to fight the fires. Remember the, the environmental wacko that said I couldn't release the water because it's sacred? What? Oh, you never hear about that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll pull up the interview sometime or, or take a oh look at the interview gosh. of the water commissioner in Maui. The reason that the, uh, the fire hydrants and the firefighters didn't have water to fight the fires was because of environmental justice and racism. And the head of the water department on Maui didn't release the water because the water is sacred. And he wanted equity before releasing the water to the white people, you know, in the, in the communities. That's basically what it came down to. Didn't want to give the water to the white people. Or they didn't want to give them to the property. Maybe not all the white people, but they didn't want to give the property owners. You know, I, I, uh, I don't know if Oprah got water for her property. But the the uh, the water. Murder? What's that? Does that count as murder? It should. I think it would uh, come under criminally negligent homicide. That's a Jonathan Mosley question. You can ask him. But uh, absolutely, I think that's criminally murder. All right, you can look this up. Criminally negligent homicide. In other words, you didn't overtly do a premeditated murder, but your actions resulted in murder. Uh, and you knew that they were going to, as opposed to um, accidental homicide, manslaughter, things like that. Manslaughter is you killed somebody, but you didn't mean to. But you still like killed Benghazi? Just, oh, Benghazi was definitely, well, that was a conspiracy. Uh, did, you hear, did you hear my stand-down orders? Listen to the show yesterday. Um, I played a tape that I made in, uh, at WBY in 2017, where two military people called in and said, yes, there were stand-down orders. We were ordered not to rescue our people in Benghazi. It's on yesterday's show. Play the first hour. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yep. So the last two um, resources Uh are changing from extraction, dig, dump, or dig, burn, dump, to regeneration. And then purpose from enclosure of wealth and power to ecological and social (laughs) well-being. Okay, so is, is there, the white, is there white gas and black gas? I mean, is, is there like white electricity and black electricity? You know, what's the difference? Yes. I mean, that's obviously a rhetorical, sarcastic is, question. <laughs> Go ahead, tell me, answer that one. I'm curious. Doesn't exist. Yeah. So that's I mean, what I'm you will get it and you will not. Right. So here's the question. If it's exploitation, so this is the that... last one. Okay, go ahead. I just okay. point, you know me. All right. So, all right. Let me just say it quickly. So here's the thing. They're not talking about the products, right? This is why they don't talk about the oil that's produced in the refinery. They don't talk about the electricity that's produced in the power plant. They just talk about the power plant. That's evil and that's bad. Um, but are they assuming that, uh, that petroleum in a refinery in a, in a black neighborhood is only going to white people? I mean, this is what kind of, they're not saying it, but it, it seems to me that's what they're saying. That it's the poor minorities in this country, the blacks and Hispanics in this country have uh, polluting oil refineries and they don't even get the oil. It goes to the white people you know, or the rich people you know, somewhere else. 
and they're just using those communities for environmental injustice. That's what it sounds like to me. What do you think? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. I was like, I had a thought when you were saying that, but I forgot it. Um, it was oh. like whenever the um, senior moment administration, they were talking about. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, they were talking about how, like, um, the minorities, like blacks. Right. So, uh, I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly what they said, but it was like they weren't smart enough to get a voter ID card. Oh yeah, yeah, that's racism. Uh, Avi, 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 what's his name? Nelson? That's not right. Avi, somebody. Look up. There's a YouTube, and it's famous. I think Avi, Avi, and I forgot his last name. Uh, made a YouTube. He went to the University of California, Berkeley, which wasn't too far from where I used to live. I used to go visit there because it was funny. <laughs> Watching a little bit of college students, believe me, it was a trip. Uh, great Street there, Telegraph Road, uh, which had all the crazy shops. And it looks it's like a little mini Haight-Ashbury. Anyway, so he went there and he, he talked to all the, the, the white snooty people there. So, well, uh, blacks, uh, you know, they, uh, um, you know, the voter suppression because it's hard for blacks to get IDs and to, to uh, you know, know how to use computers and all this kind of stuff. So, and all, all the liberal white people are like, yes, that's true. It's, it's, it's exploitive. They can't do it. It's just, you know, it's unfair and all this stuff. So then he goes to, then he goes to Harlem. <laughs> he goes to Harlem in New York, right? You know, uh, a heavily black community. And he says, well, here's what the white people are saying about you in California. And there's one woman who says, I'm a web programmer. I do this every day. What do you mean I don't know how to use a computer? And he goes to another guy. He says, well, you know how the DM, where the DMV is and you don't know how to register to vote? See, yeah, of course. It's three blocks away. Take a left. You know, and so, and it, it was so oh, funny. I saw that. Right. Okay. I don't know. Once be... I saw a video like that. Avi somebody. Yeah. He's a, he's a video maker. This is about 10 years, maybe 10 years ago. I don't know. It's maybe not that long ago, but it's been a while. But yeah, but this is how white people, white liberals think. They actually believe they're so racist. They don't, they don't even know how racist they really are, but they actually think that uh, black Americans and Hispanic Americans are somehow inferior. This is why it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy because they put, you know, black students in substandard public schools and they say, look, see, these poor people, they're, they're, they're victims. They're, they're not that intelligent. Well, you put them in schools that don't teach you anything. What did you expect would happen? And you make them go. You know, if you make people go to a substandard yeah. school and you don't teach them anything for years at a time, don't be surprised when they don't know as much as people that go to a school where they actually have to work and learn things. That's like, racism. There's supposed to be like the free market of education where teachers, uh, where parents want their kids to go to the better teachers. So the better teacher you are, the more money you make because the more parents want you to teach their children. Exactly. But tenure gets away from that. See, tenure... Uh, ensures that uh, any teacher who's been there long enough can stay and keep teaching, regardless of how good they are at it. So this is why all education should be by choice. Arizona's got the best system, full choice. You know, you get the money, put it where you want. That should be nationwide. Health, same thing. We should have health on a choice system too. And stop doing these stupid wars. Um, do you have more on this? Because I want to talk about the the exploitation because or the extraction economy. So could this, this view of yeah, colonialism. There's one more. Okay, go ahead. The last one was um, governance from militarism to governance deep democracy, not a republic. Yeah, I'm glad you noticed that. So how does militarism, their view, fit into this? 
Um, no, they say that the government, the governance right now is militarism. This is Stop a very the bad divest from their power. Yeah. Did you ever hear about um, socially responsible investing? Have you ever heard that term? No. Okay. So this would have been 80s, maybe 90s. This is a popular economic philosophy. So in other words, you don't invest in companies that make a profit. You invest in companies that are doing good work, right? Usually the government subsidized. They don't last very long. So it was an idea that uh, we can change the economy by investing in the good companies, you know, like Bud Light, uh, Liberty Safe, and not investing in the bad companies, you know, Smith & Wesson, you know, things like that. Um, it failed miserably because the companies that were good, you know, the, the companies that were making a profit are the ones where you want to invest because they're selling products that people actually want. Uh, so they're trying to force people to invest in companies that produce things that people didn't want, electric cars, stuff like that. There's another term for it. Um, it's not DEI, but there's another, there's a more modern term. Uh, it's a three-letter term for basically the same thing. And I forgot what it's called. Derek would know. But it's another term for investing in companies that the liberals think are doing good as opposed to producing products people want. That's what they're trying to go to. They want, they want corporations based on political values as opposed to economic ones. They don't want a free market. They want a controlled market. You will buy electricity only. You will not have natural gas stoves, gasoline-powered cars, ceiling fans, light bulbs, or anything we don't want you to have. Yeah. yeah, so what's a colonial? Uh, you know, now, I'm against colonialism. I'm against the British making a colony of the United States. I'm against the British making a colony of India. I'm against most of Europe making a colony out of most of Africa, from the Belgian Congo, South Africa, you, know, you name it. You know, um, all that kind of stuff. Those are all colonies. Dutch East Indies. You know, Dad was now Indonesia. You know, all these places were colonies. Jamaica was a colony of Britain. I think Bermuda, too. British Honduras, which is now Belize. By the way, that's a great place to go. We're all going to go to Belize one day. So I'm going to get that organized. I'll probably drag you and your folks down there, too. We're going to have a party. <laughs> We're going to have some fun out of this action radio. Anyway, but what's in your... Belize. So, what's that? I said in Belize. Oh, yeah, Belize is cool. Well, I have a tour guide friend of mine there. We'll, 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 uh, we're we're going to exercise our, our free market values and uh, you know, take the profits from the fruits of our labor and go have fun. Anyway, but you see the theme here, militarization, colonialism. It's all this top-down uh, terminology as opposed to the bottom-up, social justice, democracy, things like that. But it's still authoritarian. So they're using terms like democratization, and, uh, you know, all those other terms, renewable as opposed to extractive. But what they're really, ta- what they're really advocating is communism. It's like, de- it's like democracy without democracy. It's like freedom without freedom. Everything they're advocating is the opposite of what they really want, because they're still trying to impose communism, which is no freedom, no property. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. It's terrifying, but... You know. <laughs> well, we can fight it. Well, let me. It's like they're openly advocating to overthrow the uh-huh. entire system of government. Like they want to change it to a deep democracy and everything else. All right. Well, what does democracy lead to? Communism. Communists love democracy. 
a dictatorship. Yeah, because it leads to the, goes into yeah. communism. Yeah, no, but democracy leads to dictatorship. That's why the, the founders recognize that, because they look at history. You look at any democracy, it eventually leads to dictatorship. The only example of a, of a pure democracy in this country that I know of is the New England town meeting. Everybody has a voice. People can vote. But it only works on a very small scale. And, and the New England town meeting only works because the state has a constitution, whether it's New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, Massachusetts, Connecticut, well, not Connecticut. Um, oh, yeah, Connecticut's New England. Is Connecticut New England? I guess they are. I forgot. Anyway, point being that the town meeting, the democracy still has the safeguard of a Republican Bill of Rights so that even if the, the town votes, you know, the, the richest person's money, <laughs> they can't have it because it's still a republic. So that's why democracy doesn't work. Oh, they talk about economic sharing too. Wasn't there wasn't there something in there, uh, the democratization of money and work and all that? In other words, taking from the rich and you know keeping it. <laughs> There's something um, in there on that. Enclosure, instead of um, the purpose of enclosure of wealth and power, they're changing the purpose to ecological and social well-being. And who determines ecological and social well-being? See, this is, the, this is the key to the whole thing. Who determines what is well-being? Who determines what's extractive and what's renewable? Who determines all this stuff? If I was to guess off this chart, I would say the international government. Not exactly sure, but obviously mm-hmm. it would be. Right. And, and our representation mm-hmm. to that, our voice in that body is... What? Well, if we implement this, it will only be the government. We don't have a voice. This is implemented. Exactly. So what they're really advocating is a total abdication of every right and freedom that we have, every structure of government that we have, every law that protects us, every law that limits government, and they want to throw all that out and throw the entire control of our lives to these foreign bodies that we have absolutely no representation in uh, and they have absolute authority over us. Oh, there's justice for you. Is, is, is that, is, and, and they call that justice. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, you know, little details like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I got a different question so for you. We've you only got, got a couple uh, of minutes. Yeah. I have, I have a couple of minutes left. So a lot okay, of this so, I'll leave for next okay, time. And one of them was okay. like the G7 summit. Um, mm. I know they've had one in India. Um, I know they're having one in New York. Um, I don't what's remember G, the date. What's G but, stand for? What's G stand for? Um, I think it's global. Not exactly mm, sure. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, let's find out. What, the, what is G7? What's G20? Yeah. What does G stand for in G20? Yeah. 20. The intergovernmental forum consisting of 19 sovereign countries works to address major issues related to the global economy such as international financial stability, climate change mitigation, and sustainable development. So um, oh, gee, I have familiar. two of them. One of them. <laughs> I heard yeah. those before. <laughs> okay. 
one of them um, is about a summit they had in May, and then one is what they just did um, this weekend in India. And I know hmm. they're going to Vietnam next, I think. I think they've already so been. There's a little of what happened in India. Brandon was just there falling asleep at the podium. So I think they were just there in Vietnam. We have listeners in Vietnam, by the way. Yeah. Oh, um, uh-huh. um, this one is India. And another thing, and I think I sent it to you through email. I don't know if it actually sent, um, but one of them was um, Janet Yellen, who was Secretary of Treasury, I believe, was right. also going. I think she went. She said something really stupid lately. Well, she's a liar. She's just an outright, flat-out liar. You know, and she, she purports yeah. that same lie that we hear all the time. Well, here's something to watch, too. The, the government's going to run out of money September 30th. Uh, I was just listening to one of the representatives on the news. There are nine, days, nine legislative days left to come up with a budget. Otherwise, the government shuts down. Uh, I think it's going to shut down anyway, and I think that's a good thing. Because the Democrats want another $2 trillion in additional spending above the revenue. It's a $2 trillion deficit that they're planning on <laughs> for COVID. So COVID is being used as the excuse to steal the election and increase the budget to the point where, you know, it's another $2 trillion of, of uh, national debt. But what Janet Yellen says, and this is the big lie, and I don't know if you talk to friends and family about this, but what, what, the, what Congress does is they, they spend money that they don't have. They literally spend money above the debt ceiling. And they'll call those obligations. And then they come out and say, and then Janet Yellen and, and the other uh, toadies come out and say, well, we have to raise the debt ceiling to meet our obligations, otherwise we'll default. Well, you could cancel your obligations, or you cut spending, or you could just not make those obligations and spending in the first place, because what they did was illegal. They're spending above the debt ceiling that they said they wouldn't spend above or couldn't spend above. I don't think it's a law, but I think it's their own policy and their own rules. So that's the big lie. The big lie is we have to raise the debt ceiling to meet our obligations. The truth is we raised obligations above the debt ceiling, and now we want you to pay for it. So watch Janet Yellen. She's just – have you heard that lie? Have we talked about that? We probably have. I don't know if we've talked about it, but, yeah, I've heard about it. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Hmm. So, so what is uh, Ms. Yellen doing now besides lying? Or is that all she's doing? <laughs> um, I, mean, I have to go back into the um, article but okay. this one was from India they carried out ministerial meetings, working groups, engagement groups and then the slogan or theme was one earth, one family, one future on world government all for one and one for one yeah okay we know how this goes mm-hmm. yep say that before <laughs> The value of human, Mm. animal, plant, and microorganisms and their interconnectedness on planet Earth and the wider universe. Wait, wait, wait. Does algae Um, have rights? What are you talking about here? Do we have to have algae rights now? Social justice for algae? I mean, what's going on here? I'm being sarcastic. We will never. (laughs) It never ceases. Wait a minute. Does the air have rights? Wait a minute. Hang on. Wait a minute. Now, if the According air has rights, then maybe. It, well, it, no, hang on. We can use this. If the air has rights and they're stealing carbon dioxide from the air, then the air has the right to sue on behalf of its carbon dioxide. How about the plants? Don't the plants have a right to carbon dioxide to complete the, the climate cycle? Do plants have a right to breathe? 
If they do, wouldn't it be social and environmental justice to allow them the carbon dioxide so they can breathe free and produce food so that we can live too? We can use this. How's that for a twisted argument? My goodness, we've like lost <laughs> our minds at this point. <laughs> well, no, but you can use it against them. Use it against them. If you ever have a conversation with an environmental wacko, ask them, well, wait a minute, the plants have a right to breathe. How can you steal their carbon dioxide? Who do you think you are? Thief? <laughs> Try it. You, you meet absurdity with absurdity. You, you combat you know, irrationality with, with, with their own irrationality. This is how I defeat these people all the time in arguments. It's hysterical. Give, exactly. Give. Well, yeah, but, but see, we know they're lying. See, everything they say is a lie. They don't want environmental justice. They want communist control. So use it against them. Say, is it racist for, for black people to use gasoline produced from a, an oil refinery in their neighborhood? Is that racist too? Well, no, people have to get around. Well, wait a minute. You just said that the oil refinery is racist. So is the products of that refinery racist too? This is how you trip them up. Isn't this fun? It's a game to me. It's one big game. <laughs> A game? Yeah, absolutely. So, so this is how I keep my sanity. This is all a game. You know, our, our legislation, I'm going to beat these people. You know, and, and all of us at Action Radio, we're going to beat them. We're going to win. You know, I'm trying to uh, get Chadwick Moore back on the show who had, um, who wrote the biography Tucker. And I asked him two questions, point blank. I said, one, uh, do you think you could talk to Tucker about having a, uh, uh, a discussion with uh, Donald Trump and Robert Kennedy at the same table? You'd love that idea. Did you hear my other idea? The big idea? Mm, I don't know. No. I want to go on the air with Tucker. On the air with Tucker Carlson, have him write a bill on the air, which I'd walk him through our whole process, and then have him send it directly to Congress from the show. That would be fun. Fun? <laughs> that would be earth-changing. <laughs> that, would, that would change politics as we know it forever. That would be unbelievable. Well, of course, it would be unbelievably fun. See, again, you've got to get in the spirit of this. You've got to enjoy it. Otherwise, you'll go crazy. Keep, you know, keep your humor. This is why I make fun of so much of this stuff. See, a lot of people get burned out because they get depressed because they oh, no, it's not changing. It's not happening. They're, they're trying to destroy us. Yeah, well, just you know, use humor against them because there's so many things you can, you can use against these people because they're so driven and they're so easily tripped up. It's fascinating. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Joe, yeah, Josie's going to join us in a minute, but I, I, I want to mention this real quickly before she gets here. And that's the governor of New Mexico. So what has given me a tremendous amount of hope is the fact that the governor of New Mexico proclaimed that rates are not absolute, which, of course, we know is wrong, uh, and that she has the power in an emergency uh, to overrule constitutional rights, which, of course, is wrong, too. Uh, and then she declared emergency, and then she said that public health, you know, takes precedence over constitutional rights, and she banned guns uh, in Albuquerque for 30 days. Heard about that, right? Um, Have you heard it? And now uh, there is some kind of protest that mm-hmm. everybody showed up to, like, protest her, and a lot of them with, were carrying their guns with them. With guns? Like, before, and the police were there and stuff. And I know that the sheriff... Um, mm-hmm stopped up and was saying, you know, his first duty and his oath was to the Constitution. He's supposed to support and defend the Constitution. So he's not mm-hmm. going to enforce that law that she set because it's unconstitutional. And I know they're trying to – I don't remember who, but um, I know a couple of people are working to impeach her 
which mm-hmm. is their duty. I mean, you're supposed to, she needs to be gone. She committed treason. She's done. Um, well, it's not treason, but it's, it's, it's certainly, uh, it's a, it comes to our Title 18, Section 241, Conspiracy Against Rights. She needs to go to jail. Do you know who advocated she yeah. go to jail besides me? Was uh, Andrew Napolitano, the judge, former judge. So what's so fascinating also, about this? I would like to... a constitutional amendment. Go ahead. Is, would it be, okay, what do you think of doing constitutional amendment for treason to apply at all times, not just in times of war? That's a good idea. Got to word it carefully because you don't want it used against uh, it's like they're using the, the seditious conspiracy. Now, what this governor of New Mexico actually committed was seditious conspiracy. Sedition is when you're trying to destroy the government. And our government is a constitution with the Bill of Rights. So she, um, I got to mute myself back in here. Hang on. Sorry about that. Josie's here too. I'm going to make her line live and we'll play her theme in just a second. But uh, she, by her actions, has violated our constitutional rights, has actually committed a conspiracy against rights. So I'm going to write this down, Title 18, Section 241 and 242. And so what she did, the, and those carry a, a, um, a massive fine and a jail term. So it's not that she should be impeached. She should be arrested. And other people have called for that too. Yeah. She needs to be arrested. The, the, in fact, the, the, the county sheriff, you know, the first thing he did was right, refusing you know, to enforce an unconstitutional order. That in itself is really encouraging because county sheriffs are fabulous. But what he should have done was arrested her for violating our constitutional yeah, um, rights. For con- Go ahead. And then we'll get Jesse's opinion on this one. Yeah. In my bill, you know, when I was doing the research, the punishments were fine, confinement, and fee. So, yeah, she should go to prison for it because what she did is she violated her oath of office and transgressed mm-hmm. the constitutional rights of the citizens of her state. So, yeah. It, the law does state she goes to prison, fine confinement. So. No, I think you're onto something here, but word it carefully. It's got to be something very specific. Um, well, I'm not, I'm not going to give you my. I got words. In no, my it's head already now. a law. Honestly, well, it is already a law, but you want to make it a constitutional amendment. So look where treason is no, mentioned in the treason. Constitution. Yeah, look where treason is mentioned. I think it's in Article One. So take a look where it's mentioned, and you might and you may not have to add much to it. Treason shall apply in times of undeclared war or something like that. And I'm not going to, like I said, I don't want to give you language ahead of time. let you come up with it. Josie, what do you think of that New Mexico thing? I might just take out the part that says in times of war and just make it the full oh, statement. Just without that's a good idea. Okay. Try some different things. Let's talk about it next week. Make a big note for yourself. I like it. Um, Josie, do you want to comment on this New Mexico thing? And Brianna, do you have a couple more? Brianna, first of all, do you have a couple more minutes or do you have to go? Um, I'll probably have to go here in a minute. But, okay, yeah, all right. So um, let's get you like sign like off. and then, yeah, Five U.S. Code 1918 or something like that is the um, law for her arrest. Mm, look it up. Okay, sounds good. Um, all right, well, let's get you signed off then. And if you want to just listen in, then we'll get to Josie's reaction. Then we'll get to her. Uh, well, actually, I'll, let me just play her theme too. So, Brianna, thank you. Great report. And uh, appreciate it. Let's see what your constitutional amendment looks like next week. This is Brandon Cannon with Government Inquiry on Action Radio. Goodbye. All right. Bye now for this week. She started off as a poor child in Nicaragua, living under communism. And now she is a prosperous small businesswoman 
with a great family, living the dream as an American citizen. Josie Coffey knows all about both worlds, communism and freedom. She knows where your dreams can come alive and where they can die very quickly. And so her report is as much from experience as knowledge, and her passion and crusade are very real. With connections all over Central and South America, Josie brings you the world south of the U.S. border from personal experience, living, not just reporting, what's happening. And now, the Latina Report with Josie Coffey. Good morning. Buenos dias, amiga. Buenos dias. Buenos dias. Amigos y amigas, how are amiga. you? I'm having Good a great report, time. Barbriana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's fabulous. You know, it's, it's wonderful to have her on. Um, but the two of us both want to talk. It's great. It's, it actually is pretty typical. Yeah, most both of you are too. talking at the same time. Well, we get so carried <laughs> away. You know, we got things to say. We're we're enthusiastic. There's stuff going on out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. So what do you think of this governor of New Mexico? I, I'm actually encouraged by the reaction to her. But uh, what do you think? Um, in New Mexico? Mm-hmm. No, I don't know. I, I didn't hear that part that you guys okay, were let talking me, about. Uh, What's that? With the chickens. Okay, so here's uh, yeah. <laughs> back to the chickens. <laughs> so let yeah. me tell you briefly what briefly what happened. Uh, this is, I think, extremely encouraging. I, I may do this for the report Thursday. Wednesdays now are jammed. We, <laughs> we were wall to wall reporters on Wednesdays. Kind of cool. But the governor of Mexico, a uh, Democrat woman, gets up and says that rights are not absolute. Uh, in fact, her, her oath of office isn't absolute either. In fact, it's all subject to whatever she wants. She says that uh, she has the power to limit the Second Amendment by declaring an emergency, which, of course, none of this is true, right? But this is what she's saying. And then she says, uh, I'm declaring a public health emergency for 30 days um, in uh, Albuquerque because there's too much gun violence. So, so she thinks of, of, uh, of crime as a health problem. <laughs> Okay, so she's using public health powers, you know, which which so she's like actually like quarantining, you know, gun owners. Uh, mm-hmm. And she said that, and she says that I can do that because I'm governor and I have emergency powers over the constitution. That alone is reason enough to throw her ass in jail. Conspiracy against rights, yes. declaring an emergency, uh, suppressing the constitution, violating an entire city's, you know, gun rights. Um, anyway, but what's happened is the, the county sheriff said, no, you can't do that. We're not going to enforce that. Uh, the mayor of Albuquerque, oh, we're not going to enforce that either. You know, so it's, uh, it's interesting. But what she should have been was arrested. I mean, they should have had a, you know, any of those people there should have done a citizen's arrest. If I was in, the, in that room when she announced that, it's like, excuse mm-hmm. me, I'm placing you under citizen's arrest, Title 18, Section yeah. 241, violation of rights. You're, you're just, you have conspired with your entire administration, governor, to um, suppress the exercise or enjoyment of constitutional rights. Therefore, I'm arresting you. That's what, that's what should have happened. Uh, I, don't, might impeach, I don't see how yeah. these criminals get mm-hmm. elected, to be honest with you. Well, the Democrats. This, yeah, <laughs> we I know how Democrats that. get elected, it's, yeah. It's horrible. But look at the reaction. Look at the reaction. The county sheriff's already said he's not enforcing it. The mayor's not enforcing it. The members of the legislature are already impeaching. Uh, gun owners carried guns in Albuquerque in defiance of her order. Mm-hmm. And the police are like, yep, oh, have a nice day. <laughs> I mean, this is really healthy. Cause yeah. now well, my getting... opinion. Yeah, go ahead. My opinion is arrest them. They shouldn't even be in office representing any American citizens in this mm-hmm. country. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you. But, but now I apply that to COVID. talk about 9-11. Oh, okay. Yeah, but let me, let me just one really quick point, and then uh, yeah, go ahead. we'll go to 9-11. But my point is that this is really encouraging because the government 
you know, the oppressive, dictatorial, illegal brand in government is going to try and bring in all these COVID restrictions. But people are already defiant about our Second oh, yeah. Amendment. They're going to be defiant against mass mandates, social distance, closing schools, and all that mm-hmm. other kind of stuff. So this is a really good sign. I don't know if people have noticed, but to me, the fact that they're rebelling against this governor and they're already calling for her impeachment, and, and Andrew Napolitano called for her arrest, oh, yeah. that's, oh, yeah. really enc- yeah. that's really encouraging. I love it. We're getting set that up for 2024. Good. Trump's going to win. Everything's going to be great. Okay, fine. 9-11. He already won. What are you talking about? Okay, yeah, I know he won, but he's going to win a third time. Yeah. No. He's just, he's just picking his administration right now. He's, he's lining up the people. Yeah. They're, they've yeah. been lined up already. Oh, but good. anyway, I wanted Do you have to, the list? I wanted to, I wanted to <laughs> talk sorry. about 9-11. Uh-huh. Um, I was wearing the T-shirt yesterday. It's a nice T-shirt I ordered a few years ago. Which one? Uh, it's, oh, it's a T-shirt with the towers and, you know, very nice T-shirt huh. that I ordered for me and Phil. But, it's, you know, so I wore it the whole day. Okay. Uh, but Good. people, people, they're like, they forgot about it already. Many people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. not, not like when it really happened, you know, but it was in church and it was a big thing, you know, when this happened, all this killing, uh, so in church, it was a Tuesday. Pla- yeah, the plan took years in the making to bring the towers down with explosives, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And building number seven, plane did not hit that building. It was mm-hmm. an explosion that brought that building down. Oh, yeah. The Pentagon did not get hit by a plane at all. Okay, There is me, uh... a video. I just wanted to jump in for a second because Jonathan talked about that yesterday. So Jonathan knows people that were there on 9-11. He was there on 9-11 also in Washington. And although he didn't mm-hmm. see it, he has friends that said they saw an airplane heading for the Pentagon. I'm curious about that because I can't see any wreckage. And they said the plane went no. all the way into the Pentagon. And I said, well, where's the tail? Tail always survives. Nothing. you know. And there's nothing. And so this is my question. So I don't know the answer. All I'm saying, I'm just reporting what Jonathan said. We he do says, know the friends, answer. The answer was a missile that hit the Pentagon in that area where there were all the documents were there uh, because there was millions of dollars missing. So what happened is they wanted to destroy that area, and they did. Okay. Yeah. Now, was, so it, was it a cruise missile? Was it a cruise missile that looked like an airplane? So this is I'm trying to I'm trying to see how take no, how people could see an airplane. No, it was not an airplane at all. It was no. just a missile. No. So what did these people see then? It was just a it was just a missile, very low. Okay. <laughs> they hit the bottom part, exactly yeah. right. where they wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you can even put was it in slow motion and see. But a, a cruise missile has wings. It looks like an airplane. And if it's low enough, people I, most people can't tell the difference. That's why I'm I'm curious if it was a cruise missile. I think. I think what they did, mm-hmm. maybe they used one of those fake planes, and then there was a little missile coming that people didn't see. And the, I, I don't know how they did this little game, but no plane because there was one of the radical meetings. I forgot which one it was. Reporting, mm-hmm. and the guy was reporting live, and he says, "But I don't see any wings. I don't see anything from a plane." And they deleted that video from YouTube, but many people have it. They, they saved it. 
in their Oh, yeah, I, I've, seen, I've seen the pictures. They had a picture on One American News, had a picture yesterday of the Pentagon, and there was uh, of the, the, uh, the wreckage, and, uh, and there was building wreckage, but there's no airplane wreckage. Mm-hmm. No engines, mm-hmm. no wing, no nothing. So here's my question, though. If, if they do like a holograph, which is a projection of an airplane in the sky. They do that, then, too. Yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering. And then send a missile in. What did these people hear, see, and did they hear anything? You know, so there's, there's, a, there's a lot to this as to how it, how it could have happened. Like I say, a low cruise and the missile. Same thing, the same thing happened with the towers. The planes okay. did not hit the towers either and Building 7 either. It was an explosion from underground. Yeah. No, there because, were explosions uh, in the upper towers because the, the towers did catch fire. You've seen the explosions. But, but the airplanes flying into them don't look like airplanes. They look like projections. They look like something else. They don't, they don't look like airliners. Mm-hmm. No. Because the, because the build, well, You're here's right. the problem I have. When I watch the videos, and I saw them all yesterday, right? Now, I'm pretty well versed in my airplanes. I've been setting airplanes since I was five years old. Um, it's weird when you see the buildings extremely clear, and the airplanes look fuzzy. They look just like dark gray shapes. Mm-hmm. If you're that close, you're going to see... You know details of the airplane. You're going to see the, the airline. You're going to see whether it's yeah, it's right. white, you know, or not. You're going to see all kinds of details, and you don't see that. And, but you definitely also, see an explosion. Also, yeah. Also, when when a building collapses, a lot of times, you know, it's going to collapse sideways, or you know, but this thing just came straight down when you put explosives to bring a building, an old building down, you know. That's exactly what happened in Miami, too, when they brought that building down with so many, 152 lives inside where they were sleeping at night. Oh, the condo? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what they did. I was there the very next day, actually, right there checking out the whole area. Mm -hmm. These criminals, they've been getting away for so many years doing different crimes in America. In America, they just go about their business in a few years. They forget all about it. Uh, So this took years in the making, this uh, uh, 9-11 incident that happened, accident. And uh, also in Oklahoma, there was a lot of evidence of the Clintons. And they wanted to bring down the whole building in Oklahoma, but... It, it it did not work that well. The explosions, uh, so they only brought half half of the building or whatever area happened. Yeah, but the, this wasn't was there well organized. Uh, wasn't there a government office like the ATF had an office there? Somebody had an office there. And nobody was there. They were all told not to show up to work. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. 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 Well, we talked about that with so uh, is, Brianna, who's in Oklahoma. You know, so yeah. she knows about she knows all about this. Uh, so but if this you look is at the picture, criminal. Uh-huh. I mean. So yeah. they've been doing all this, uh, I, I believe, to be honest with you, some of these earthquakes that are happening, uh, I don't know if it's Donald Trump, the White Hats, but they are draining the swamp. They're, they're bombing the, the uh, dumps, underground child trafficking, and that's what's happening in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Putin has almost... Over 50,000 kids they have rescued, not just little children, but adults, too, that uh, they were prisoners under, under the dumps. So my husband and I were talking about it yesterday. This is our opinion, of course. Mm-hmm. I didn't read anything about it. Uh, that we think that's what's happening in a lot of these places where you see earthquakes. It's because they're cleaning up underground the uh, horror of child trafficking. Well, and the problem with earthquakes... 
let's, let's speculate, because I went through the San Francisco earthquake. I'm pretty well versed in earthquakes. I've studied the U.S. Geological Survey. I know the, I know the San Andreas Fault pretty well, you know, and I've, I've been in uh, – San Francisco gets earthquakes every day. You don't feel them. I mean, you know, trucks going by will make more vibration than a lot of the tiny earthquakes. But when you get a big one, uh, there is nothing like it. The, and the problem is it, it's, it's unpredictable. You know, so if they're causing earthquakes, there's no way. It's like when they, it's like with the, the, the COVID. They bus. are. Once you release it, there's, there's no, you don't control the forces of nature. So if you're on a fault line and you're causing an earthquake, there's no way to control it. And where it's going to go and how much damage it's going to do. And especially if you cause one on the San Andreas Fault, there's, there's seven other faults in the San Francisco Bay Area. The Hayward Fault, you know, and there's, there's a bunch of them. The Hayward Fault's the one that they're really worried about. It's not the San Andreas Fault mm-hmm. they're worried about so much. It's Hayward. They're worried about the East Bay, Oakland is where the next big one, uh, if they have a big one, you know, anytime soon, that's where it's going to be. It's part of the reason I left California. Well, so, okay. I got I, through 89. <laughs> you know, so I, I don't want to do I that again. I think we're going <laughs> you know, to find out uh-huh. when a lot of the stuff comes to the light one day. Uh-huh. We're going to find out that, yes, there's those quick, quicks uh, that have happened uh, by nature, mother nature, uh-huh. but there's a lot of earthquakes that they've been behind this whole thing because they're a humongous machine that NASA is involved with, uh, that they make all these humongous tunnels. They even have airplanes. They have everything underground, you know. So there's a lot of that that is being destroyed by Donald Trump right now. They're mm. cleaning up all the child trafficking. So that's why it's taking a long time. Donald Trump is behind shutting down a lot of the bank, huge banks because they're behind all the money laundry for child trafficking with the Illuminati. So there's a lot happening. And it's going to happen in Taiwan. It's going to happen in, in the Philippines. It's going to happen in Thailand because Thailand, it's, it's like Ukraine with the child trafficking. Horrible. horrible. And so is in L.A. So is in New York. Uh, in New York, they're bringing out every week of illegals because they want to destroy uh, the city so good people can move out. That's the agenda. So the Democrats mm-hmm. in China want to buy all that land in New York City and all the rich areas in New York, and that's what happened in Maui and Hawaii. They, they are behind this whole killing of innocent people, and I heard you talking with uh, Brianna about shutting the water, that guy should be in prison a long time ago already. Oh, he's a mass murderer. Because oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah he you, you don't withhold water from people you know, in an emergency. You don't withhold water from people, period. But you certainly don't withhold water yeah, from emergency in a fire emergency. Shut yeah. any of the fire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and uh, it seems like some people are going back where they have their home, and they're arresting them right now. Some lady was reporting that her brother was arrested because he went, to look the ashes where his home was at once, and and, uh, he was being arrested. And the police doesn't want nobody to go back in there. And also, there's still about 1,500. What's the problem? The fire's out. What's the problem? Why can't they go back? They don't want them to go in. No. Why? They don't want them to go in and take pictures. Yeah. Yeah. The police is in it. The sheriff is in it. The governor is in it. Oprah, uh, The Rock. A lot of these Hollywood people are jumping to buy all this property. That's the agenda. But there are mentions of of, of Oprah, or, of Amazon, all these rich people. They're like nothing ever happened. 
and if you notice, all the, the trees are still standing. So what happened to the trees? If you have a house, a community, all the trees should be burned too, you know, but no. Yeah, so let me picture on that. Uh, let's put that in the special investigations because that's really curious. I've, I've heard about okay. that, but I haven't actually seen the pictures. But if the trees have not and been burned, also, unless they're fire also, resistant, which I don't think so, <laughs> redwoods no. are. Redwoods are fire they resistant. They use laser beams, sweetie, and we all know it now. There's a lot no, of people I'm, coming forward. No. I'm not laser, on the laser beams, beams they're sapping whichever house they want to sap. Uh, fry, and then they have people on foot, somebody was saying, just throw flamethrowers to people trying to escape. And then you have all the cars in a highway. How can the fire come from your neighborhood following you to, to the highway? How does mm-hmm. that happen? You know, yeah. it, it just it doesn't add up, this whole thing, and the children are still missing. So I've been praying for the children that I hope that Donald Trump has all those kids. I just pray and hope because let me tell you, uh, the parents are not coming forward crying for the kids because the parents are missing too. Uh, so this whole thing, let me tell you, it reminds me when Obama opened the border and 90,000 so-called illegal children came in and mm-hmm. they were selling kids. Uh, the government was giving you five to $10,000 for you to come and get a child at the border. You know, So they were literally selling a lot of the kids. Uh, they were selling some, but most of them uh, were child traffickers. You know, they they uh, they stole their organs and the adrenochrome. This is uh, this is sad. What's been going on in America and all over the world too, and not just in America. This is this is nothing new. So they're trying to do every evil possible way to get rid of uh, people literally people because this is going around the world now about this fake meat i mean robert kennedy mm-hmm. uh, he was uh, in a video short video um on tiktok he was telling that uh the water that we're drinking is contaminated it's contaminated with uh atrazine which is chemicals to kill you uh they put a small percentage he was saying so all the water that we're drinking in different areas, he was talking about Texas at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, atrazine is A-T-R-A-Z-I-N-E. He said that's what, that's, that's what they're putting in the water. And now about all this fake meat, uh, the Bill Gates. I thought mm-hmm. Bill Gates was in a software, Microsoftware. Now he's in the business of vaccine. He's in the business of land. He's in the business of meat. Uh, I mean, this guy oh, is worse than his daddy. Let me tell you what I found in the music. Oh, that was Bill Gates Jr.? Let me tell you what I found in the, in the grocery store the other day. I was looking up uh, uh-huh. my, my favorite chicken pot pies, right? Because, you know, I don't always like to cook. And so I found one. Uh-huh. Marie Callender's. I'm going to post this on Facebook. I forgot to do it. It says, made with <laughs> uh, garden, or Gardein, G-A-R-D-E-I-N, plant-based uh-huh. chicken. And they spelled it C-H-I-C-K apostrophe N because they can't call it chicken mm. legally because it's not. No. Yeah. You know, and, but I'm going I'm to post this, but it, it, it's there. We're in our stories right here in Milton, Florida. They already have plant-based meat, which is not meat. It's just plant-based whatever it is. It's not even just from plants. This, this is some sort of bacteria and stuff that they're growing in labs. And let me tell you, these people are demons. These people are children of Satan. These people right. didn't come from the womb of a mother. 
these people are just literally the children of Satan or their uh, clones that they don't have a soul, they don't have feelings, they don't have nothing like a human being, that they shouldn't even exist in the earth because they're eliminating human beings that got created. These people are demons, totally demons. And, and I don't want to be around demons. And that's no. what they are. Mm-hmm. Right now, Greg, a lot of people are getting AIDS. One of my friends oh, really? from the shot. Yeah, from the shots. That's why a lot of the, uh, the the vaccine cards have different codes because after so long that you have it in your body, you're going to start developing dementia, blinding it. I noticed some of my friends, some of my people that I know, their left or right eye is dripping and dripping and dripping like, like they cannot stop, you know, and it's from the vaccine. One of my friends... Uh, she, her eye was dripping and dripping, and she was embarrassed because she's dancing Zumba, and her eye is dripping at the time, you know. And uh, she had a tumor growing in the back of her eye already. And it's because huh. she's double vaccinated, double boosters, and she never listened to me. Uh, so she had surgery already. But there's another young one that I noticed her eye is dripping quite a bit. Uh, so one of my other friends, her husband was, he came to the birthday party that I did for a little girl here, a year old. Um, her husband was dizzy. Her husband was uh, uh, fainting and just nauseous, and he was just so sick. Mm-hmm. And um, she ordered the, the Lucy nicotine for him. And within two hours, this guy was feeling so good. No more dizziness, huh. no more fatigue with the Lucy, the doctor, Brian Adam is talking about, the nicotine. We're not talking about smoking because what gives cancer is the paper that the cigarettes is wrapped is poison. That's why people get cancer, not from the tobacco. Oh, no, it's so, always been the chemicals. Anyway, tobacco, in fact, uh, Dorothy Dan, who's on Monday, so told us tobacco itself is not a problem. Right. But in the uh, yeah. they've got uh, they've got a chemical that keeps uh-huh. the the paper keeps the tobacco burning. That's why cigarettes don't burn out. Whereas a pipe or a cigar, you have to keep puffing on them to keep them lit because it needs the oxygen to burn. But a cigarette doesn't do that. It'll it'll burn itself. There's saltpeter um, that's in there. The potassium nitrate that's what keeps the thing burning. There's some other stuff. There's like 200 plus chemicals. I don't know if they're added okay. to the cigarette how it works. But cigarettes are incredibly dangerous. Fortunately, I've never smoked. Yeah. Me neither. But, yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what kills people uh, with cancer mm-hmm. because of what they put on the paper, on the wrap, that's the problem. But anyway, so let me finish about my girlfriend's uh, husband. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. She, was, she, was, she cured his prostate cancer within six months with chlorine dioxide, okay? So he was good right. at that. Mm-hmm. Now, within the last week or so, he's, he's getting all this. Uh, different uh, sore in his body and at first he, she thought she was shingle and she's like a doctor this woman let me tell you she's such a good woman Filipino and uh, she she thinks it's AIDS from the vaccine yeah hmm. and that she's well <clears throat> let's uh, let's think about that I because oh well, wait a minute because no, Dr. Fascist as we know uh, brought AZT to the world Dr. Judy Mikovits has talked yes, about this all the time the 80s yeah. So back in the 80s, so Dr. Mm-hmm. Fascist, who, who everybody should know who he is by now, 
uh, the genocidal psychopathic avaricious narcissistic pathologically lying <laughs> vaccine drug pusher. I love it. I've been practicing. Anyway, but his, he, he got his start killing people with AZT. I mean, we did a show on how he, he killed Freddie Mercury of Queen with AZT. So AZT was, yep. was, the, was the remdesivir of its time, whereas the drug that worked was Bactrin. And the New York doctors knew about Bactrin. I'm not sure what it is. I haven't really researched it. But apparently it took care mm-hmm. of uh, AIDS, the, uh, it took care of the HIV virus. But uh, mm-hmm. he didn't want that. He wanted people to get this, this uh, AZT drug, which cost thousands of dollars. And back then it was, I guess, you know, like hydroxychloroquine, inexpensive and worked. And so mm-hmm. this is, it wouldn't surprise me that all the research that he did to promote and, and keep AIDS out there so he could make money, just like he promoted and kept COVID out there long after it had disappeared in July of 2020. Mm-hmm. And I've got the chart to prove it. It's on every show. Every show I put my, my CDC chart, the COVID ended July of 2020. Nobody seems to comment on that. It's kind of interesting. Anyway, yeah. so it wouldn't surprise me that Dr. Fascist learned how to put AIDS viruses into COVID shots simply because he had so much experience when he was working to promote the AIDS virus back in the 80s. That would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so anyway, I've been talking to a lot of nurses and also one of my friend's girlfriend, she said her brother's full of AIDS, full of AIDS. And when we were at the event uh, in Miami, what some of the doctors were talking about it, not on stage, I don't mm-hmm. think. I think it was backstage because I had a back pass to uh, meet a lot of them. They were saying that at the end of this year, we're going to see so many cases with AIDS from the shots and also from the flu shots. And I believe Judy Mikarich was talking about it, too, hmm. that the flu shots are fully, contam- yeah, yeah. They're fully contaminated with AIDS. So anyway, my girlfriend's husband, we believe that he has AIDS and it's spreading like crazy, like she's freaking out. Uh, she was going to go, I believe, today to Walgreens. And uh, and accuse him that she's going to sue him for the for the uh, injury that they have created on her husband. Yeah, no, they because have he got the vaccine. There. There's no there's no yeah. liability. Vaccine's not. This is why. Yeah, but you know, if these if all these people that want to sue and all the people that are complaining, and all these people that are talking about this all around the country and all the problems with the COVID shots, we wrote our vaccine bill over two years ago, and yet yeah. nobody shares it. We've got the solution. Mm-hmm. You put Ed, Ed Dowd, yeah. you know the guy, you know, uh, cause, uh, cause unknown, talking about the died suddenly whole phenomena, right? Ed Dowd yeah. was on the show. Ed Dowd mm-hmm. told us point blank, if liability is put back on vaccines, they will be off the market. We can stop this yeah. at any time. All we have yeah. to do is pass our bill, which would not be hard to do because the people want it, you know, especially if mm-hmm. Trump, you know, got behind it. So, you know, if he yeah. got behind it, and, and did this, and if, you know, how about our own congressman, Matt Gates? Where's he? He's known about this bill since I wrote it. Where is he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he knows. And, uh, hair and gel. now. It's hair gel. It's hair gel. I'm telling you, it's a hair gel. Ever since he started wearing hair gel, he hasn't talked to us. <laughs> You're funny. Sorry, Matt. And now Bill Gay has a video. I don't know if he's a little older, but he's saying, uh, he's warning people uh, about this um he said to prepare with this new um, new virus coming. He said you haven't, you cannot stop it. You can't, you haven't seen nothing yet. He says, hmm. yeah, because they have planned this whole thing. So now they're scaring people to death, and a lot of people are freaking out. They say, oh, did you know about the virus? It is coming with Avengers and blah blah blah. I said, yeah, for no, all the not. vaccinated people. Yeah, yeah, I know. Hey, there was a video. Check out the video on my page and let you know Larry Downs Jr. 
you know, our, our plumber friend yeah. in Pensacola. All right. Ball guy. Yeah. Looks great. Yeah. <laughs> Larry's hysterical. He made a video and he was uh, talking to, there was some, there was a, a black salmon raising money for something and he uh, had a bucket, you know, at, at uh, Crosswalk, I think it was somewhere near the Blue Wahoo Stadium. So those uh-huh. that don't know Pensacola, I'm kind of roughly describing it, but the location isn't as important. So Larry, you know, I guess he gives them one buck, one dollar, five dollars, I'm not sure what he gave. But anyway, the man was wearing a mask on his chin or, you know, he pulled it down so he could talk. And Larry said, what are you wearing uh-huh. a mask for? Well, I heard on the news that COVID's coming back. I said, but yeah, but you're outside. You know, it, it, <laughs> so what's, so, why are you wearing a mask? It's, it's 80 degrees out here. What are you worried about? You know, I said, you're yeah. out in the fresh air. You know, and he's yeah. like, those things don't, I don't know if he said those things don't work, but as we all know, those masks don't work. Well, I heard on the news. Yeah. And, and Larry's like, you know, holy, you know, I can't say it. <laughs> but he did. Anyway. Yeah. So, so Larry's swearing, like, I can't believe this guy doesn't know. But the thing is, there's, there, there are people, if all they hear are lies, if the only thing mm-hmm. you hear is from Dr. Fascist and the health Nazis that COVID is deadly when it's not, unless you're already sick, right? You know, mm-hmm. and that the and that the uh, the flu shot is actually a vaccine, which it's not. You know, and no, it's safe it's and not. effective, which it's not. <laughs> you know, everything about this is a lie, no. right? And so, but we know it's a lie. We've always known it's a lie. We knew it was a lie simply because we asked questions. And the question I asked, as you know, way back in, in February of 2020, you know, the, it was like a couple of weeks after uh, Trump banned travel from China for some virus we didn't know about. I said, wait a minute. And, of course, Dr. Fascist is right there. He's right there. We need a vaccine. I'm like, no, you don't. It's already here. You need a cure. <laughs> okay. And that's, that's a very logical thing to say. It's too late for vaccine. Vaccines take 15 years. We need treatment and we need a cure. So then I, so I looked online. I said, what, what, I said we, need to, we need to kill this virus. So I looked online and put three words in, what kills viruses. You can do it right now. Just, look, just you know, pull up your computer and just say, what kills viruses? And this mountain mm-hmm. of stuff shows up, right? And so I looked at all this mountain of stuff. I said, well, you know what? This guy's a fraud, Dr. Fascist. Yeah. Shortly after that, I started calling him Dr. <laughs> Fascist. We, we know he's a fraud because of, of three words that I put into a search engine. What kills viruses? Mm-hmm. Now, why didn't anybody else do that? I'm no genius. Yeah, it's, it's three yeah. words. You know, high school kids know that. I bet you Brianna would have done that, you know, probably back in junior high. What kills viruses? If everybody would just do that, just go to your computers. I'll do the, the mad yeah. as hell and I won't take it anymore. I'm mad as hell and I won't take it anymore. I want you to go to your computers. I want you to computers right now. I want you to go to your search engine yeah. and type in what kills viruses. And you will learn everything mm-hmm. you need to know. And you'll realize that everything that Dr. Fascist and the health Nazis are telling you and the big pharma, you know, a big tech industrial complex, everything they're telling you is a lie. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. We, that's how, we yeah. figured out what? Three hours I had all the information I needed to stop the government to their total frauds. Three hours. Action ready. I did, I did. Yeah, action yeah. ready has been reporting since the beginning. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Well, that's all I did. Literally, that's what I did. I went to my search engine. I said, what kills viruses? I said, it's too late for a vaccine. All we have to do is treat this thing. Let's find out what kills mm-hmm. viruses. True. And guess what? Guess what? There's a lot of things that kill viruses. Sunshine, fresh mm-hmm. air. So what do they do? They close yeah. the parks, right? They, they close. Keep us out. You know, what else? A good immune system, vitamin D, vitamin C. So what did they do? They close the vitamin stores. They kept, they kept people out of the sunshine. What, what else cures oh, COVID? Exercise. So what did they do? They closed the gyms. What makes people feel good? Going to church. So what did they do? They closed the churches. Sad. Everything they did was to preserve COVID. 
not kill it. Yeah. Even the Lysol, they took it off the shelf, you know, Greg? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what they did. Mm -hmm. Because uh, Lysol kills some of the bacteria in the air in your home. So they they just ban Lysol. They spray. And they never gave a protocol. None. No one said, hey, you can take this and this and that to help you with COVID. What they did is they shoved that that test up your nose, okay, (laughs) and they sent you home. So four or five days later, they call you with a result. Four or five days later, it's too late. It's too late for you to take some action, you know. By that time, you have to go to the hospital, to the emergency room, you know. Right. So these people... These people are criminals, and they mm-hmm. still are giving the shots. I go to Walgreens, I see people lined up to go get their kids vaccinated. I'm like, no, no, you know, I cannot say much because they'll throw me out well, of the store. Well, ask them if they're buying a casket at the same time. I say, are you going to buy a casket for yeah. your kid when you get the vaccine? Yeah. Well, what, what are mm-hmm. you talking about? Well, it's going to kill them. <laughs> That's yes. a good one, Greg. So I asked him if they're going to buy a casket. I said, does, I said, does that, uh, that COVID shot come with a casket? Ask them. That's a good you want to, you Ooh, want to shock that. people? I just thought of that. You want to shock people? That'll shock them. What do you mean a casket, yeah. man? Because it's visual, right? It, it's emotional. It? Yeah. What do you mean a casket? Why do I need a casket when I get a COVID shot? Well, you're going to need that casket once you get your kid your COVID shot. And Especially I talk the kids to many there. people and they go, oh, but I only got one. And I oh. get the second one. Oh, okay. oh, I only, uh, okay. I only, I only yeah. took one cyanide pill. Yeah, okay, fine. I only, yeah, yeah. You know, well, my friend in Miami, my, my, one of my friends that I know her since she was 10 years old, uh, uh-huh. I'm almost like her big sister or mom, whatever she wants to call me, but very, very close. Uh, she refused to listen to me, not to do, give the vaccine to her family. And her uh-huh. husband had a problem from a stroke that he had like three years before the pandemic. Right. And I told her, do not do anything. Just let him sit at home. But she didn't listen. And then he was going to have minor surgery to see if they can fix for him to speak better and all that. And the hospital told him, if you're not vaccinated, we cannot do the surgery. So I told my girlfriend, he's been fine for three years. Let him wait a little longer. She didn't listen. So the first vaccine he got, he got very sick. And then three weeks later, the doctor said, you have to get the second vaccine. If not, we're not doing the surgery. Well, guess what? The second vaccine killed him. And uh, what happened is, I already shared this with you, he Mm -hmm. started bleeding all over his head, and she's holding it. But she kept it a secret for a year from me. She didn't want for me to know because she was like... She's embarrassed. She blamed herself. She blamed herself. Yeah. And her brother keeps telling me, please, please do something so she can detox. And uh, I finally sent her a video that she agreed for me to send to her uh, because she tells me it's too late for me and my my son and daughter because it's my fault. That's what I told her. It's not too late, sweetie. So she allowed me to send her the video uh, two weeks ago, and I haven't heard from her at all. So we'll see what happens. But it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. No, it's not. Uh, and this is this is uh, this is a horrible situation because we don't know what the long term effects are. We're just dealing with the short term effects. But here's the, here's the something that else I realized really quickly about the vaccine. But I shouldn't even say it mm-hmm. that the COVID shot. So the COVID mm-hmm. shot, as we know, is a messenger RNA 
RNA. What is mm-hmm. what does RNA do? It teaches it changes the the DNA in your cells. It instructs your cells how mm-hmm. to make new DNA. Okay. Yeah. So so theoretically, only one molecule of RNA changing one cell would then teach all future cells that, that are descending from that one cell how to make the new, R, the new DNA. Mm-hmm. So the idea that you need more than one COVID shot is, is, is illogical because if one yeah. shot puts material into your body that allows your body to replicate, to make copies of Mm-hmm. the new cells based on the messenger RNA, RNA. then, then mm-hmm. only a small amount should do it because your body's going to keep perpetuating it. It's like, it's like a virus. It's like cancer. Cancer changes your cells from normal cells to cancer cells, right? So, but one shot is not enough for them. They want to make sure you're dead. Well, that's with the, the question. Second and then boosters, another boosters, and the flu right. shot now. It's fully contaminated with AIDS. Right. Mm-hmm. But if... If, if this works as intended, then only a small amount should do it because it's going to teach the rest of your body how to make immune cells. Of course, we know that's a bunch of crap, but that's the theory. So they're saying this teaches your cells how to make new cells. Well, then you should only need mm-hmm. one shot, right? So booster yeah. shots, that, that's just to, that's just to uh, it's like if, you, if, you, if one you know, aspirin takes care of your headache, you better take five just in case. Oh, come on. That's just selling more. One of the nurses, go ahead. One of the nurses was sharing with me that this lady, she's up to six shots already. The six. two shots plus booster, and she keeps getting booster because the doctor said you need a booster. So she goes and running. She can hardly wait. I said, oh, my God. She's going to be like a bomb explosion. I mean, this is Well, this she is might horrible. be in saline shots. I mean, we don't know. what. There's, there's three different lots. There's like the saline which is like a placebo, mm-hmm. right? So that's not affecting people. So a, certain percentage of, so a certain percentage of people are not getting any effect because they're not actually getting a COVID shot, right? Mm-hmm. There's, a, there's another third that are getting moderate ones that, are, that have some side effects. I know people that have had some side effects, but not enough to, to do any, any damage yet. And the third group, they're the ones that are dying. Okay, or they're getting critically injured. Mm-hmm. They're getting the strokes. They're getting the paralysis. They're getting all the other things that are... Uh, um, that are going on. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, and they remember that study in Denmark that they, they found that there was a bunch of placebos out there because they didn't want future yeah. liability. So they just made, they made shots with nothing in it. Now, have you noticed that Dr. Fascist with all the boosters he had has no ill effects of anything. And yet he's over 80 years old. That's mm-hmm. peculiar. I, not a single want, health professional, not a single health professional before, before has been reported. Goes, <clears throat> Go ahead. Before Fauci goes to prison, Mm-hmm. And Biden, Obama, Hillary, Bill Gates, George Soros, I would like to see a lot of people injecting them with their own medicine. I yeah, it wouldn't like be a bad idea. That. Well, see, now here's the thing. Yeah. Neither, none of those Inject people, them. not a single public official, except for uh, Donald Trump's first wife, Ivana. I think she died of a COVID shot. Yeah, they killed now, her. Yeah, they killed, they her. killed her. Right. Okay. And they tried to oh, kill yeah. him. That's why he's, when he's in the hospital. I'm surprised he survived that. I'm glad he did. But I was worried about yeah. when Trump went to the hospital under the care of a Democrat doctor. I was terrified. I was like, no. This and they also poisoned Melania too with the. Oh, I'm, with food. I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah well, that I don't. I mean, I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. But I want to see. You know, I want to see more evidence of, of what your story is on that. Yeah. But you, you look at. So why is it that no member of Congress? 
has come down with any side effects of the COVID shot. No health professional, no major government official in the United States. Because they're not getting the real thing. Exactly. They're not, they're drinking not the getting real the real water thing. Like, they're, not, well, they're not drinking the water that we're drinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They must have their own well for all of those people because uh, they're not drinking and eating the meat and eating the food that we're eating. Uh-uh. Oh, well, I post this thing from, uh, <laughs> well, I post this chicken-based, uh, this this plant, you know, chicken pot pie that's really a plant pot pie. <laughs> You're going to die when you see this. It's right in the stores right now. At least they're not hiding it. At least they're labeling it properly. At least they're choosing labeling it. Uh-huh. Even my daughter, when she was 10 years old, uh, she's 29 now. Right. She watched a video. And after she finished watching that video about McDonald's chicken nuggets, she never again wanted to go to McDonald's to eat chicken nuggets. As a 10-year-old, thank God. Mm-hmm. So we yep. haven't been to McDonald's in years and years mm-hmm. yeah. because they've been serving bad things that you don't want well, to get broke about it. There's no guarantee there's any chicken in those nuggets. It's disgusting mm-hmm. what they make the chicken nuggets with. It's what horrible. do they make them with? What's what's in there? I, I've not um, looked into this. A lot of grease, a lot of leftover chicken, and they just grind it. That's why a lot of times you eat in a way back. Of course, you eat a piece of night and something is hard. You know, they oh, they mix it with beak? all kinds of garbage. Is that chicken beef? And hot dogs, it's even worse. Yeah. Oh no, it's. it's oh, I haven't eaten hot dogs in years. I won't. I won't eat hot dogs again. No, you don't know what's in them. Me now, neither. The, no way. Yeah, so, but if you're gonna go fast food, probably one of the best ones. Not to plug them. But Arby's at least puts real meat, as far as I know, in their sandwiches. I don't know about that. No. I don't yeah. go to none of those places. And, you know, the only fast food I was visiting, Chick-fil-A, but I think they're getting, especially them, because they want to get all the Christians. Uh, I believe their chicken is contaminated now. Yeah. It's like rubber. And I hate to say that because uh, the owner mm-hmm. of the one over here by Nine Mile, he's our friend. Uh, I think they're giving a uh, lab chicken from a lab. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Not the same. Yeah. How not many um, hmm? How many illegal aliens have have uh, been killed or injured from the COVID shot? I don't know of any. How about that? Yeah, because a lot of them are not vaccinated, and they're not obligating them at all. Right. Yeah. So shouldn't that if if this was something that was necessary for public health, wouldn't it be a requirement for all the welfare they're getting? Wouldn't they be required to to get a COVID shot before staying yeah. in in, uh, in these hotels or staying in a school? So here we have people from outside mm-hmm. the country with all their viruses and all their deadly diseases being being uh, housed in our public schools where young children are going. So if they're really concerned with the young children, why are they exposing <laughs> them to illegal aliens that haven't had the COVID shot? And you know, Greg, mm-hmm. for 11 years, I stood in front of that abortion clinic over here behind Hobby Lobby, arresting oh, a lot of babies, doing baby yep. showers and everything. We did a mm-hmm. report on your show when you were with yeah. the radio station. Yep. And uh, I used to tell people, uh, stop killing your American babies. The illegals are coming to replace your baby. You know, I used to say that all the time, you know. Mm-hmm. And, no, you're uh, right. And one of one of the black guys used to say, me, you're a racist. Or, you're ra-, always calling me a racist. You're a racist? I said, I'm not racist. I said, you're, protect- <laughs> you're black and you're murdering your own babies because you're protecting, mm. protecting this criminal that comes from New Jersey. He would mm-hmm. fly every week, you know, for three days to murder babies. And then he'd leave. And his yeah. children thought he was just a regular doctor. But anyway, 
So that's huh. the agenda of Obama, Bill Gates, George Soros, the Clintons, the Biden, Pelosi, all Chuck Schumer, all these criminals. The agenda is to murder Americans and replace them with illegals. And also, we've talked about that. The agenda, yeah. yeah and the big the thing show. is yeah. to uh, oh. murder all folks that they have all the knowledge about this country, what this country is all about. And that's why right now, especially a lot of these people that I personally know in my church, mm-hmm. they're losing their mind. They're going out of control with this dementia, Greg. Like, oh, crazy. this lady that I know, she's like a vegetable already. And my mm-hmm. husband's uh, uh, mentor, beekeeper, he's a mess. He's going blind from the vaccine. Yep. Remember I was telling you, dripping, dripping? He's going blind. And he fell. They put him in a nursing home. He caught COVID. Uh, he's a disaster. And the other guy where we extract the honey, he got upset when I told him two years ago, do not take the vaccine. He said, oh, no, we believe 100% in the vaccine. And, and now his wife is very ill. And all the beekeeper guys are, like, no good. The, the, uh, the one uh, had about 50 hives. And the other one, mm-hmm. 50, between both of them had 100. And they sell so much honey here locally. Right. And uh, so the the mentor guy, he's going blind. They sold all his equipment. And the second guy, he's not good either. And one of the ladies in my church, the, she teach a lot of the women there. She doesn't even know who I am. Now she doesn't even come to church because she has lost her mind with dementia. And I noticed uh, the the wife of this other gentleman that I know in my class, she didn't even remember my husband's name uh, at church Sunday, and I was like, uh, something's wow. going on here. And then her daughter confirmed with me, my mom is losing her mind, and so is my dad. And he's a book writer and everything. So it's the dementia, they want to erase your mind, your memory, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that you're restoring your mind about this country, about everything. And that's what these criminals are doing. And I believe it's being controlled with the 5G also. Yeah, yeah. 5G I haven't heard much about lately. We have uh, this actually a Pensacola group on Facebook, Pensacolans Against 5G. Uh, so you might want to look into that. We were affiliated with that for a while, but I haven't uh, seen them mm-hmm. do much stuff lately. I don't know where so the 5G towers are supposed to be everywhere, like every couple hundred yards. I mean, there's oh, yeah. a very small range, but I don't see them here. So I'm not sure if they've implemented it, stalled it. Something you might want to look into is 5G in Pensacola. Uh, I would be curious how far they've implemented it. Because we have 5G phones. Did they find a different way to transmit? Did they make antennas that have a greater distance? Did they reduce the amount of radiation coming from them? Like, I don't don't ever Mm -hmm. put my cell phone to my head, ever. I just don't do it. You know, if I talk to you, it's on speaker. Speaker uh, And it's... Yeah, yeah so I always use speaker, right? And I have a stack of books. I put on a stack of books, and I talk just like I'm talking to my microphone on, on like, three books right now. <laughs> so that's where it yeah. is, right? You know, because I'm tall. So anyway. Um, but, yeah, I never put, you, you know, or use earbuds or something like that, but you never put a, a cell phone to your head. That's how. Um, but the vaccine, but the vaccinated uh-huh. people, Greg, have right. nano microchip inside when they put the vaccines in your body. So they're controlling. Uh, and a lot of these people that are Think somebody was saying uh, they got they stole their DNA when they did the the, the COVID test in their nose. So I don't know. Oh. And, and, a, and a lot of DNA has been stolen since you since you were born and being traded and being sold. 
It's oh, every crazy. drug test, every drug test is your DNA. Yeah. Uh, all those people yeah. that do uh, those genealogy things, ancestry, you know, twenty three and me. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're all mm-hmm. keeping your DNA. Now, I would love to do that because I'd I be curious what it would that. say. I haven't done it either, and the biggest reason is you know, I don't want to hand in my DNA because you know they're no. going to turn it into the government. Yeah. The government's keeping it, it's exactly. making a DNA library. You know, I'm going to do that. That's exactly. They've already had people arrested. So what I think, what <laughs> I think in my mind, yeah. all this DNA that they've been stealing, it's because they're making clones with our DNA, like us, I'm not sure like about each that. individual person. I don't know. It's just crazy. So that's why. Some of the bioweapon lots in the Ukraine, there's 11 standing. The other ones are destroyed. There were a total of 46. And Putin is not going to let those be touched until the end. He's going to show everybody, the world, what's, what's behind those labs. Yeah. Huh. So they're, okay. they're intact. They haven't touched those at all. Hmm. But uh, it's but just insane you, uh... what's going on. And, you know, they have an agenda of 2030. That's their goal. The uh, the agenda of 2030. You're not going to own nothing. You know what? Uh, I the the most encouraged. I think the turning point. You know, we talked about turning points when we went from compliance Mm -hmm. to resistance. We talked about that a couple of years ago. This New Mexico governor uh, rebellion by people is a turning point. This Mm -hmm. is this is a this is the day to mark that uh, the most significant thing that happened this week was not 9/11 because that happened 20 Mm -hmm. years ago. That's important. Yeah. I mean, it's critically important, but it's not current. The, the, most, the most important thing that just happened was the mm-hmm. resistance and the call for the impeachment and arrest of the governor of New Mexico and the refusal of the county sheriff and the mayor of Albuquerque to enforce unconstitutional, illegal executive order. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. huge. And Gunno yeah, is walking is. down the streets in Albuquerque armed. Yeah, screw you, Governor. We're gonna do it anyway. That's huge. Yeah, they should. Yeah, now that should be all over the news. It's all that's right. the most. Yeah, that's it's the most scary. important thing right now. There are guns. Yes. No, no, but no one should be. And you know, these people have tried and tried and tried and tried and tried to take our Second Amendment away. There, it's uh-huh. not gonna happen. We're not gonna let it happen because we're gonna well, stand. We're not gonna the, fall for the lies. There's two problems. A lot, a, One, a lot of yeah. the uh, Democrat cities, they don't have uh-huh. nothing to protect themselves. Yeah. They got given up their guns. No, yeah. we don't do that. Well, there's two problems. So, One is. is they're trying to take all our guns away. Two, mm-hmm. the government is arming themselves with millions of guns and billions of rounds of yep. ammunition. That's, that's why I have a bill to disarm the government. Yeah. You're right. You know, and and Absolutely. I sent that to I sent that to open the books. You know, open the books that wrote the uh, the report, the militarization of America. Uh, Alex Jones did the same thing. Talked about how the government has, under Obama, purchased millions of guns, billions of rounds of ammunition, and oh, under yeah. uh, Brandon have increased the number of armed agents. There are 287,000 armed bureaucrats, and none mm-hmm. of them are legally armed. No, there's nothing in the Constitution that says they can be armed, right? And so, and and 87 of them are. Uh, um, the new IRS agents. Mm-hmm. So here's mm-hmm. the question: How many how many combat Marines do we have? You got 287,000 armed bureaucrats. How many combat Marines do we have? Do I you don't know. know. 185,000. 185,000. There are 102,000 more armed bureaucrats than combat Marines. Mm. So who exactly and are they going to go to? Who are they going to go to war with? 
Why do they need over a quarter of a million armed bureaucrats with millions of guns and, and billions of rounds of ammunition? They don't have jurisdiction out the United States, outside the United States. Who are they going to go to war with? I don't know. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Us. No, I don't know. Us. They can't go to war. If they go somewhere else, then they become an invading army. We have a bigger army of bureaucrats than we have Marines. The plan is they're they're arming a lot of the illegals already. So the illegals coming in, which a lot of them are Chinese, Mm MS-13, cartels, a lot of young people are bringing in. Uh, They're going to be fighting us. So I believe we're probably going to have a civil war coming up soon i don't think so and, and i'm going to work against it. I, I, I don't want that yeah no we don't need that that's that's why i created action radio because we've got the legislative means to take their power away peacefully we have a peaceful revolution and a peaceful revolution is a whole lot better than a violent one but they don't know what peaceful is these criminals no look at they've been creating all this war they've been exploding they've been shooting shooting mm-hmm. at the club shooting in las vegas shooting in el paso texas Black on black get shot every week, and then no one talks about it. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care about us, literally. They you know what's interesting? All they Speaking. care is about power and control and money. That's yeah. all they care, yeah. and including Jim, some of the Republican suits, which they're going to go to prison. Oh, yeah. Do you Many remember the, uh, the the Las Vegas uh, murders from, the, from whatever that hotel was? Yeah, the shooting, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, mm-hmm. That was during the Jason Aldean concert. He's the one that just had that song. Small town. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. No one makes that connection. I find that interesting too. Yeah. And and apparently the uh, the planned. person, the police officer that investigated supposedly the Las Vegas shooting was in Maui. Oh really? Mhm. Mm. That's interesting too. Yeah. I've got a caller on the line who's been waiting about half an hour to talk to okay. me. Okay. Uh, do you want to take oh, a caller no. or, or do you have to go? What's what's your pleasure? This could be interesting. I might have a couple of minutes because I have to get ready for. I'm I'm already at the store. I was taking care of my animals and my trees in the back, you know. And your chicken. So I can stay for a couple of minutes. Well, let's find out. So so this is a good first name because it's on live chat. Tar Haka, who has uh, some revolutionary water purification device and also sounds conservative and likes what you were saying. So let's let's bring on a new caller and uh, let's uh, let's see what's up. So I caution you, caller. If you're a good caller, you get to stay. If you're a bad caller, you don't get to call back. So, so be a good caller, uh, and let's see what you got to say. So, welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing fine, Greg. Man, take it easy on me. Well, no, I, I'm I'm really, yeah. I'm just a I'm just a little you know teddy bear. So you don't have to worry about me. Um, you know, I just like, <laughs> but like I say, new callers, I always say the same thing because you know I don't know. So I just I give you a caution. Yeah, I give you a caution because we've had bad callers, so they'll say one thing and yes, they'll, we have. you know, and they'll, they'll broadcast them totally, and then they go on the ban list, and they never call, they never get to talk again. So anyway, so tell me what's on your mind. What's what's your new device well, and what's what's your what's your, st- what's, what's your story? Well, I just want to first of all say that first of all, my name is Tahaka Amana LB. I'm calling out of Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. And uh, the uh, guest that you have on the radio, she is uh, telling you the truth. Uh, and the reason I'm saying that is because we have verified everything that she has said before I ever heard her say what and word out of her mouth. Okay. I host my own radio broadcast right here on Block Talk Radio. We'll be going on Saturday night. But that's well, what's what's your show called? What's the name of your show? I got a lot of blocks uh, on talk- host call. Calling my show, it's kind of funny actually. Morris Talk Live One Hundred, my podcast. Morris, but, uh, 
Spell Moorish. Yeah. Morris. Morris Talk Moorish. Five? Oh, Moorish. Yeah. Moorish. As, as yeah. in Muslim? The Moor. No, I'm a Moor. Not a Muslim. I don't deal with no forms of religion uh, whatsoever. Moorish. Uh, okay, so Moorish was Middle Eastern, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I remember no, the Moorish no. Empire, right? Yeah, well, the Moors, uh, the African Moors invaded Spain and stuff, but it didn't have anything to do with us because we have been given uh, a lot of misconceptions about uh, our ancient story in this hemisphere. But that's okay. a whole other broadcast. But what I was, All right, well, yeah, let's, talk about, let's, let's talk about uh, what, what Josie was saying. So, Josie, what do you think so far? We, you know, caller agrees with you. Well, I, I, I like him that he, uh, he agrees with some of the comments, you know, Thanks that I've been saying. Thank you so much. Oh, yes. Yes, you're absolutely correct, uh, especially when you all start talking about the uh, pandemic. First of all, let me let me tell you exactly what we done when they first came out about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were broadcasting it all over the media. They were talking about all the hundreds and thousands of people that's dying everywhere. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a Moorish national, so what I did is I called New York, Friends there called Chicago, called um, Oregon, I called Los Angeles, called Texas. I used to live there. And I said, this is what I need y'all to do. I want you to get up, go and call your funeral home and ask them how many people have died. Has, has business increased at your funeral home? And y'all call me back and let me know. And they call me all over the United States to say, well, when we went, they just say, well, you know, nobody died, you know, no, no, no nothing, you know, no extra funerals, uh, business as usual. In certain places we call, they say, well, business seemed to be dropping. So it wasn't matching what the media was saying. So what mm-hmm. I did is got in my vehicle, rode down to the cemetery where I live, because we got a lot of cemeteries down here in Jacksonville, Florida, no activity. No, What's a big city? Yeah, yeah, interesting. So then I turned around and I put up twenty-five questions to ask anybody that believes there is a pandemic, and I put it up on YouTube. Before I could get it all the way up, they snatched it down and said, "If you put it back up again, we'll suspend your account." I said, "Okay, something <laughs> is going on here." Well, and, there's no uh, truth out on YouTube. Found, we we know that. <laughs> I found that out the hard way. Uh, everything we broadcast yeah. gets censored. <laughs> So you're among friends here, yeah. So how did you come to this yeah. conclusion, though, that, about uh, about uh, COVID? What was what was your thought process that uh, brought you to uh, the same conclusion we had that the, the, the there is a virus, but everything the government's doing is a total fraud? How did you come to that conclusion? Well, well, I, uh, you, if you pay attention, I deal with agriculture. I grow my own food. I got trees and stuff right in the yard that I grow peach trees, plum trees, the whole thing. Because I'm in Florida, mangoes, all of that, wild yeah. grapes, everything. Beehives? But you got beehives? And I, my brother's up in the Carolina, goddamn, but I ain't got it down here yet because my neighbor's scared of bees, so I, oh, <laughs> I okay. don't want to fight with them. But anyway, chickens? Um, you got chickens? What I did? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. My grandmama, Josie they got goes. all that. My mom and my mom, they got all that over there on their land. Okay. I just did okay. what's on mine. Okay. But what I did is I looked up, and you know, you see the chemtrails. Oh, so now I you're in Josie's territory. Okay. Just you, you're going to address this one. I, uh, you got it. So, you know, what goes up must come down. And I said, well, okay, it's, I got a chance to look inside a plane that brings the chemtrails. And when I seen that, I said, well, okay. I said, well, they know sooner or later 
they're going to have to account for that. And uh, lo and behold, they come out with a virus and they're still doing the same thing. Now, if you are the government in the United States and you are really interested in saving the people or trying to help the people or give them a vaccine to save the people from this awful, awful virus, then why through the entire pandemic are you still running planes and dropping chemtrails in the air? Why are you still doing that if you're interested? Hold on, hold on. So a question. Let's just, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's just get a response. Jesse, what do you think? Hold on, I was putting something down. Yeah, <laughs> but he's right. He's right, okay. absolutely. The chemtrails are happening. Go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear what he said. Okay. Well, when it comes to uh, the word pandemic, you want to define the words. Uh, when you're talking about a pandemic, you want to look at something to compare it to. So when you go back uh, and start dealing with the, uh, uh, the bubonic plague and stuff like that, that was a pandemic. So what we got now is, in my personal opinion, is called a lidemic. And what we want oh, to do is we want, yeah, <laughs> we want to know. remove the people right. from this land so we can – see, you remember back in the day when they say, well, uh, 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 you have uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Actually, I do, yeah. I wasn't All there. Right. Was well, it was know. originally stated, before they changed it, it was originally stated, life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. They said we got to get rid of that word. Just change it over to happiness. Well, wait a minute. No, there, there was a reason it was changed. It used to be life, liberty, and property, and that goes back to England. Goes back to. In fact, I have an article on Magna Carta. I'm going to get to at some point this week. But originally, that's what it's all about. So, in other words, the accumulation of property was seeing everybody every bit as much a right as free speech and uh, you know to be armed for self defense and things like that. So I've forgotten right. exactly why why Jefferson changed it, but there was a reason, and we can probably look it up. But why would they do that? Why okay. would uh, you know, why would it change from property to happiness? What was what was the reason behind that? Well, based on the information that I have, is uh, the same thing that the young lady that you have on your show now is uh, they are, are destroying the people because they want to take the land. And based on the figures that we have, you only have 14 families ruling the entire planet, and they, uh, uh, just like she said, are very, very wicked people. And they got this notion in their mind, well, there's too many people on the planet, so we got to uh, get rid of them and all that right there. Okay, well, why don't we start with you? <laughs> You're going to have to that. call in earlier. I'll, I'll have to get you to join Josie for an hour because it sounds like you two would have a lot to talk about. Josie, what do you think of that? Should we invite him back next week to call earlier? Yeah, he can He can okay. be at the same time that I am, yeah. It's okay, fine. so... so. Tarka, I'm listening, but I, I'm getting ready. But if you want me to come, and I will, because I'm just going to put my no, makeup okay. uh, and thing. But he sounds very good. If you don't have a guest, keep him up. No, I, I'm yeah. going to. I mean, this is this is kind of interesting. So I, I much rather talk to people than just read articles. I mean, I can do that anytime. Exactly. I've got plenty of articles. I'll pick them up Thursday. Right. So, so stick around. So call back next. I'm listening. Okay, well, that's good. Well, if you if you have to, you know, go and mute yourself, that's fine. I'll just uh, uh, I'll, no, I'll see you I'm just going to mute myself time. in case I jumped in. Okay, that's good. That's I like good. it. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear what so, you have to say. Well, I'm curious about the land aspect because originally this was a, a calling about a, a device that uh, pulls water out of the atmosphere. That's where we started yeah, the conversation on live chat. It, okay. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, so let's kind of work, work our way through this. But the Taraka calls, calls back next Wednesday um, at, uh, I'm not sure, oh, if you're Jacksonville, you're Eastern time. So, so Josie comes on at uh, 8 o'clock Central, so it'll be 9 o'clock Eastern. So if you can call back 9 o'clock next week, I'll put you right on with Josie. Is that 9 o'clock a.m. or p.m.? A.m. I don't, I don't do a p.m. show. This is morning. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So we only, all right. We don't broadcast all day. Just, uh, I enjoy yeah. talking to you all. But I wanted to know about the water. Yeah, well, so, yeah tell us all about right, the water. Well, tell us about a... your water thing. Yeah, tell us. Okay, if you, go, if you go over to YouTube, just go to YouTube, and it's just type in Black Engineer Moses. Black Engineer Moses West okay. turns air into water. He is creating a machine. They tried to take it from him. They couldn't take it from him. So now the United States government uh, and the military, they are surrounding him, and then he is uh, bringing this machine on islands that's been devastated in different places, Flint, Michigan, everywhere else, and cranking it up and providing water, and they're snatching straight out of there. It's the most amazing, incredible machine in the 21st century. But he's right there on YouTube, and you can see the whole story. He's on uh, I think I've heard about live this. news media broadcast. This sounds familiar. In fact, there were some. Uh, they tried this in some African villages. Um, I think that were depressed and, and in a drought area. I don't know if they were Saharan or Sub-Saharan, but uh, I've seen something like this that it just and it doesn't create a huge amount of water, but it actually pulls moisture out of the air and makes like if, you know, I don't know how, how much how, how big is the machine, how much water does it produce per day? Well, what he does is uh, in my he did gallons and gallons and gallons because this thing here. It looks like you've seen uh, when you go to uh, different, it, it, you drive through a city and you look over to the uh, grid and you see these big green uh, boxes over there generating electricity. It's about the size of that. And uh, he can crank out like 250 gallons and a few more minutes later, crank out another 250 gallons and it so just wait, wait, goes wait. on and on and on. Okay, hold on. This is a lot of water we're talking about. So this is a ground-based machine, yes, right? Okay, so no, 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 no. this it, is on top of the ground. Okay, so it's above ground, not in the ground. All right, so it's above ground. It's the size of a like a, an electric transformer box, and it pulls out 250 gallons in how many minutes? Because that's a lot of water. Uh, yeah, five, you got to see this thing. Minutes. I can't explain all all this. No, wait, no, wait, no, you brought it. it up, so I'm going to ask you questions about it because that's that's what I do here. So well, I always try to make it. Okay. We have what we call the logic and reason filter. So does it make sense? Does what you're saying make sense? And so uh, let's, let's investigate. So let, let's figure. So if you got 250 gallons of water, that's an awful lot of water, especially in a few minutes. That's right. So how much air yeah. do you well, – hold on, hold on. Think, listen to the question. How much air do you have to pass through a machine to pull out 250 gallons of water? I don't know all the mechanics of it. All I know okay. is what I've seen. But let me let me just take a guess here. From what I know about air and what I know about water, uh, water being a liquid is a whole lot more dense than air, which is a gas. So if you're going to pull right. water directly out of the air, you have to send an amazing amount of air through a machine to pull out 250 gallons of water. Okay. Huge amount well, of air. What are you We're talking doing? like a cubic mile, you know, of air. What what he is doing is, and this is what I heard, and this is what I can can say based on what I know about okay. what I've seen. Mm-hmm. He is telling us, because uh, you know the, the three states of, of uh, water, uh, air, gas, and so on and so forth. 
Yeah, he ice, taking, ice water, and uh, water vapor, which is clouds. Okay, so those are the three states right. of, uh, he, of matter he, for he's water. Getting it, he's getting it from the clouds. He's transforming into his gaseous state and uh, bringing it through this here machine, and he's running it out. And when it comes out, it comes out just like you cut on your faucet outside your house and the water runs out, and mm-hmm. he's filling up gallons and gallons and gallons of jugs of water through that machine. And he's pulling, okay, so pulling he's taking it from the clouds, the clouds, the clouds are anywhere from 500 to 50,000 feet up. <laughs> How are you pulling water yeah, from the clouds? He, that's what I know. That's what makes it so incredible. But he is doing it. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, we still, we still, wait a minute. We still, we still have the laws of physics. We still have gravity, centrifugal force. We still have heat, pressure, yeah. time. All this, all, we have the normal laws of physics. Okay. So let's see if this is theoretically possible given the laws of physics. So how much water okay. vapor? can you pull out of the air to make 250 gallons? How much, uh, that's 250 gallons. I don't know what, what's, what's the, uh, the content of, well, let's, let's look up some, let's, let's see. So let me, let me do a quick little analysis here. This is getting, you know me, I have to ask, right? Josie's laughing already, even though she's muted herself. So let's see, how much water, uh, how, how do I ask this? How much water vapor, how much water is in a cloud. <laughs> Let's see what comes wow. out. Wow. Now, wait a minute, man. Hold on, Greg. Wait a what, minute. What, what, <laughs> what? Come on. I don't know about it. You're the one I that called my show, that. and you said you had this wonderful machine that produces 250 gallons of water in a few minutes, okay? I'm just asking you how. That's a fair question. Uh, well, that is a fair question, and uh, the best way for me to answer that is to tell you just Go ahead and type his name into uh, YouTube, and you can see what I'm saying. Cause I, I don't have him. I, don't have him. I got I've you on the line. You're the, one, you're the one I'm talking I've to. Been, All right, so here we go. All right, wait a minute. Hang on. Here's what I found. To, I've been trying to understand it. I didn't do uh, a whole lot in uh, science and physics and stuff, but what I uh, seen was uh, totally incredible, and uh, I found out after I did a little research on him that uh, he took this thing up there, in uh, Flint, Michigan. Then he brought it back down, you know, Alabama and them. They had a problem down there. They went down there. Then he went over there to the islands and stuff. And this is stuff that the media is not broadcasting to us. But he got on prime TV with it. Well, if he's on there, why haven't we heard about it? And then when I seen the United States military, I said, okay, that explains a lot. Okay. So that's the best I can do on that. His name is... uh. Uh, we'll bring him on the show next week. Oh, okay. Now I'm trying to get him on my show first. Wait a minute. I'm okay, you go first. I'm not. I'm not in a rush. I got time. This is interesting. Okay. How much? All right, so now I got the U.S. Geological Survey, and the question is, how much does a cloud weigh? How much does a cloud weigh? So this is this is this is our government source here. So do you think clouds have any weight? Let me see. And they got water droplets. It's going to take me a little while to research this. I'm trying to find out the moisture content of a cloud. But here's the thing, though. Uh, clouds, when it gets cool enough, those clouds will rain. So, and so a lot more than 250 gallons get, get poured during a rainstorm. So why would you – are we talking about areas that don't have any rain at all? Yeah. You know, there are pl- places that do that. Okay. So if they don't have any rain, that means there's, there's very little moisture in the air to begin with. So you'd even have to pull That's even right. more air 
through this machine. If you've got really dry air, like desert air, there's no moisture in it. That's right. So, so how many times <laughs> more would you have to pull? Like Florida, Florida here rains all the time, okay? There's tons of moisture in the air. And we know in tropical places, the air cools and the moisture comes out as rain. That's how it works, right? Okay. With me so far? Okay. So okay. in an area yeah. that has no rain, because you don't need this in an area that has rain. You don't need this in Florida. We get all the rain we want. We've got so much water here, we don't know what to do with it, right? We've got too much well, water. Well, he's not, he's not, he's not, from my, from my understanding, I don't think, now don't quote me on this, but I don't think he's What do you mean don't Florida. call you? You're calling my he's show. He's someplace What's that? He's, uh... Uh, from what I from what I see, I'm trying to pinpoint him because I got to try to get a hold of him and okay. see. But everybody's after him, man. He's everywhere. He's all over the place. But in the Rain mainstream, man. all over the United States, uh, it uh-huh. seems to be a blackout about this. But this thing is incredible. Well, we're talking. Never about seen it. anything like it. Okay, apparently not. Pianki, <laughs> what do you think of all this? They've been doing this for a long time. Okay. Hello, Tarka. <laughs> hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> Why am I not surprised you two know each other? Why? <laughs> what was I thinking? All right. Anyway, okay. Who no, I mean, my, my daughter used to sell a machine like that for for the home. It produced about twenty five liters a day. <laughs> but the Pianki. Is that Pianki? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the my military. Side. I'm doing pretty good. The military has one that can see can provide enough water for about 150 or more people. So, and then so, India has uh, India has uh-huh. the installation that produces more than that. So it sounds like this, so so this isn't such a, a revolutionary device. It sounds like these this is technology that's fairly well known and it's already being used. So it sounds like. Well, yeah, it's been going on for a long, long, long time. Okay, so so Taraka, you can go to Alibaba such... by a machine. <laughs> so why is this such a revolution, then, uh, Taraka? Why are you trying to, uh, or not trying to? But why why do you want to inform us of this technology when it seems to be India has it, Africa has it, uh, our military has it? There's different places that have this already. So what's what's the what's the revolution? What's what's the what's the novel aspect about these particular machines? Well, the reason why is because what we're getting uh, down here, where I am across the media, is uh, this, uh, we got the uh, Maui situation, we got this situation, that situation, we got uh, uh, Alabama, they going over and over and over in the media about you know, the water. Uh, well, what's Michigan, going on in Alabama? Hollywood. Alabama gets water like we get water. Michigan has a thousand lakes. They've got plenty of water. New yeah, Mexico doesn't have water. What they're broadcasting to us is there is, once again, a pandemic, and we need to be concerned and worried about this. And if this is the case and all these machines exist, how come I never heard about it? Now, uh, I do uh, am involved in agriculture down here, and I grow my own plants and trees and all of this good stuff. But why haven't I heard about it? What's wrong with our media? Why aren't you telling me about... Oh, there's uh, lots of things. We, we just spent a whole show yesterday on all the things that people are not uh, learning about 9-11. So uh, I, I spend much of my time talking about what's not in the news. We, in fact, I'm talking to Bonnie about that for tomorrow, having a section of her report uh-huh. just be what's not in the news. So there's plenty of things not in the news. 
Uh, they never had in the news okay. that uh, viruses are easily killed by all the things that I learned way back in February of 2020. So that's not in the news. But there's a, uh-huh. but, uh, but what's the, is there a connection? It seems to me you're, you're talking two subjects. I want to know if there's a connection between them, between the uh, the, the the new government pandemic, you know, COVID two, uh, and the generation of water. Is there a connection between those two? Well, we we all have three things that we have to deal with, and that's food, air, and water. Uh, that's uh, to me that's critical mass. Okay, that's not answering uh, my question. Everything else outside Let's of that. Let's bring you back on topic. So is there a connection between the two topics you mentioned, the COVID government-induced pandemic and the machines that pull water out of the air? Is there a connection? Are those two separate stories? In my, in my personal opinion, I think it is. It's all, it is what? To me, it's all, all conducive to uh, the same uh, major agenda of what you're trying to do is uh, destroy and uh, take the land and... Uh, uh, make government uh, over the people much, much stronger and uh, keep the same misinformed public. Okay. So what I'm going to do. Um, I, think I've, I think I've got your points pretty well. So hang on the line. I'm going to take a quick break here. When I come back, I've got some articles that I was going to do, and I'll probably extend these more later, um, on, on the Patriot Act. And I've got – we'll see which one I want to do. I might do the TSA. I've got three big articles, Edward Snowden, TSA, and the Patriot Act, and some other things resulting from the search I did for the show Monday. We've just got some extra stuff. So just hang on, everybody. I'm going to take a quick break here, and then we'll come back. I want to get into one of those topics, and we'll see what you think of of those. And it looks like Josie's on the line, too, listening. We'll see what we can do. All right, so let's play this, and I'll be right back. Here is your Action Radio contact and website information. The call-in line is 215-383-3832. Our show site is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Same link, live and a podcast. Please share all our shows. We have live chat at the bottom of the broadcast page available worldwide. Sign in to your free account and type away. We have an internet Skype line where you can call the show worldwide also. Please see the broadcast page for our Skype name. Call in during the show to get approved. Our bill writing site is writeyourlaws.com. W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S, writeyourlaws.com. This is where anyone can write a bill and start the process of it becoming law. My paid and free subscription column is at gregpenglis.substack.com. Please consider a paid subscription of $5 per month or greater. For contributions to Action Radio, please go to givesendgo.com slash actionradio. We have over 20 Action Radio Facebook groups. Use the Facebook search window by putting in Action Radio to find our groups. My public email is greg at writeyourlaws.com. Please contact me about advertising on Action Radio and helping our mission of freedom. Thank you for listening. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. 
It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Action Radio, part of the ADHD Radio Network, the ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take. That is Action Radio. Okay, so I'm back. We've got uh, Josie on mute who might uh, be able to join us. Not sure. We've got Pianchi, uh, a regular caller almost daily, which is great. And a new person I'm just meeting for the first time, uh, Tarhaka, who's been talking about uh, the various machines. We've got a water machine and things like that. Um, I want to get back to 9-11 because uh, one of the topics I wanted to cover uh, is the different things that have come in the government from the, uh, these, these so-called emergencies. So the government takes something that happens. Uh, a tragedy, a terrorist attack, something like that. And then they go hog wild and just bring all kinds of things that we didn't ask for. So they bring out their wish list. And one of the things on it was the TSA. And so uh, uh, whereas aviation is about to go through a renaissance, and Pianchi, we've got to talk about this. There's some really neat airplanes that are coming when the FAA does the new rule. But one of the things that was introduced, I'm getting a little bit of background noise from somebody. So if you're not talking and you're making noise, feel free to make noise, but just, just mute your phone um, while we're while we're in process. It could be Tarhaka, I'm not sure. But just uh, just mute your phone while you're doing stuff, and then I won't uh, I won't pick that up on mic. Anyway, and let me see if I get let's see if I guess the right line. Ah, I guess the right line. Yeah, Tarhar gets your line. So you just want to uh, I'll bring you back on once once I get through a little bit of this. So I found a bunch of articles on ammo.com. That's a m m o dot com. And the first one, and there's like three or four, going to be going over the next few days. But the TSA. And so we got an article that says, following the attacks of September 11th, Congress passed the Aviation and Transportation Security Act, the ASTA, ATSA, creating the Transportation Security Agency, which is the TSA replaced private security screening companies with one government agency. Since then, air travelers have bowed to pat-downs, uh, bans on water bottles, and other inconvenient intrusive procedures as the, quote, new normal at our nation's airports. But does any of this make us safer? The shorter answer, short answer is no, it doesn't. What's more, laid out before is the quantifiable evidence that the TSA is a massive boondoggle that has done little to keep Americans safe while they travel. Indeed, it might make us less safe by providing a false sense of security as American politicians shy away from ever questioning the efficacy of the TSA or other elements deemed necessary for, quote, homeland security. So the whole homeland security was created, too. That whole uh, what uh, it's like customs used to be part of Treasury. 
they collected the duty. In other words, you know, money. It's a tax on bringing goods into the country. They went to Homeland Security. Homeland Security became its own department. TSA, the Transportation Security Administration, became part of Homeland Security. Customs and Border Protection, uh, the, the Border Patrol, all these different agencies are all now part of Homeland Security. And it all came from the Patriot Act, which all came from 9-11. So this stuff all ties in. The problem with the TSA is they always in, investigate things that uh, have already been discovered. The shoe bomb, the water. So they inspect forever things that terrorists are not going to use again because they already used them once. They're not looking for new stuff. You know, they're, they're still investigating for old stuff. And this is the problem because they have no – anyway. Article says perhaps more disturbing – uh, is the established record of TSA agents stealing from passengers. This is you're far more likely to get robbed by a TSA agent than you are to get uh, protected by one. A shorthand for the bureaucratic state, if ever there was one. One little sentence left. says, we did an in-depth study about the history, practices, and statistics of the Transportation Security Agency. Whether you're uh, uh, skeptical of the TSA efficacy, convinced of their incompetence, or just irritated about having to get you know, groped to go on a plane, this article is a must-read. I'm not going to go into the whole article right now, but that's the general thing. Right, let's bring Tarhaka back on. And uh, let's go Pianki, Tarhaka, and, and Josie if she has a chance to uh, comment. Pianki, TSA, part of uh, the new normal. Do you feel safer having some 18-year-old pat you down? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, uh, they came after the advent of the 9-11. Right. They brought back a lot of retired people, and uh, the airports had their own system. They'd done away with them. So, mm-hmm. well, there have, there been any incidents, have there been any incidents since then? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. Have there ever been any notable failures when they had private security? Yeah. Were there hijackings? They have hijacking or... all the time. Okay. Well, did they put the sky market Not all the time, yeah. So when was the Sky National Program goes back to the 70s, doesn't it? Because there were a bunch of hijackers in the 70s, usually Middle East terrorists. Well, or, they put or... Sky Marshals on after 9-11. Weren't they on before? I bet you they were on before 9-11, weren't they? Or no? I don't think so, but I don't know. I don't either. Well, let's find out. I'm curious. Tarka, what do you think? Well, I can only uh, <clears throat> talk about the uh, incident that I had when I went up in the airport. Uh, I came up in there. I had to go to uh, Dallas, Texas, and uh, I had a, I a World Citizen passport and uh, wearing my feds and stuff, and it was like, oh, my goodness, he looks like a terrorist and uh, all this business, and uh, they wouldn't even uh, let me down. And uh, I wrote down the names and stuff, and one of them uh, said, let me see that, and he took it and scratched his name off of there. But uh, I sent affidavits up to uh, Washington, D.C., and they said, well, we got a team of lawyers up and we're waiting on you. So I said, well, I'll call the uh, Moorish government. And I said, look, I need uh, 25 uh, uh, brothers uh, with law, knowledge of law. I said, we're going into Washington, D.C., and they told me couldn't round them up. So I had to back down and uh, shut down. But uh, they have this thing where uh, security is, is tight, and it's like, to me, it's like if you uh, look like something that ain't average, uh, then we're going to police you and bring you down. That's the only incident that I, that I happened. You know, I spent $200, never got my money back. They told me I could fly anywhere else. I want to fly. I said, next time I fly, I'm going to buy my own airplane. I ain't <laughs> need to. Okay. Well, I mean, actually, I want to do that too. 
that makes a lot of sense. So it looks like the Sky Marshal program started about 60 years ago, but I, I can't find any evidence that there were uh, armed agents uh, before 9-11, and there weren't any armed agents on the airplanes then, which is kind of weird. Because they definitely had hijackings before that. So I was just kind of curious how that worked. Okay, I'm going to do some more research on that. All right, so tell me about this Moorish program that you're in. So you're saying the nation, Moorish nation, uh, is, this a, is this something you belong to or is it a, are you going for a separate citizenship? You know, how does this all work? Well, that's my legal and political status. Uh, we um, see we have, in, what a lot of people don't understand is the United States uh, today is not a country, it's a conglomerate of corporations. Uh, if our Chapter 11 bankruptcy in April uh, uh, 1933, and it's still currently operating in the bankruptcy, they don't have any gold back in the dollar up and uh, all of this stuff, yet people believe that they actually have money. Uh, a corporation cannot have citizens. It can only have employees. And we don't and understand yet, that. And yet we are citizens, though. So how does that square? I mean, well, I became a U.S. citizen. If you're a citizen, you're going you're gonna to have to be, uh, because each state today, <clears throat> based on what, is, what has occurred, uh, is a separate country. I am a citizen of Florida State. I am okay. not a citizen of the state of Florida because it's a private nonprofit corporation. So, all right, so who, who charters the corporation? Who holds the charter? Uh, well, the, the corporation is held by the state of Florida. It's a separate country. they got their own, own so charter. So the company – wait, 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 possible. wait. Hold on a second. So if Florida – Florida cannot be both a company and, and a government. It's got to be one or the other. So is well, the state of Florida now, a, now we, a when state? We're dealing with, when we're dealing with uh, corporations – uh, it doesn't have anything to do with state or corporations. It's corporations, just like Walmart or Sears or anything okay. else. So they who can only have employees. Who incorporated the corporation? <laughs> well, uh, I can't answer that. All I know is the uh, structure of a, a, a corporation because I didn't get down in all that. Once I found out, the well, basic this, all right. So this is, is so, so basic corporate States, law. All right, so basic corporate law is that a corporation is incorporated. It's done so for the purposes of limiting liability to the resources of the corporation so that the directors, you know, president, vice president, all CEO, all the board, all that stuff cannot get sued for their own personal property when they totally screw up like the Ford Pinto or, or other such horrendous things that corporations do, Pfizer, vaccines, mm-hmm. things like that. So a corporation is chartered by a government. In other words, corporations have a government's permission to operate. But if a state is a corporation, then it has to have another government's permission. But it's, it's an inconsistency to say that a state can be a corporation. That's a, that's a contradiction. That's like saying a corporation can well, be That would be like the state well, of Pfizer if, if you, or the state of Ford. If you think about it, it this for a moment. Okay. Think about this for a moment. Mm-hmm. The United States, remember what I just told you. If you know anything about bankruptcy. A little bit. Okay. Okay, if, if the United States of America filed Chapter 11 bankruptcy in April 1933, they, and they are still operating that same bankruptcy, uh, and you got to pay your debts back, and you can't pay your debts back with interest uh, that you can't pay, pay back, so the best thing to do would be to say, well, okay, 
all of y'all on your own. You 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 can form your own government, and uh, you can have control of your your own government. Now, when it comes to the people, the people can say, "Well, look, uh, I'm gonna hold on to the republic. I'm a, I don't want to be a, a a corporation, even though they're gonna take my name and throw it up in all capital letters." Uh, which okay, means so uh, needless to say, I've heard all this this before, but let me ask you this: When the United States filed for bankruptcy, who did they file it with? Well, they 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 filed it with the United States Corporation, with, with, whichever corporation was taking the lead role. And I know Texas was one. Wait a minute, wait, 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 no, no, hold on, stop. If the United States is a corporation and the United States is bankrupt, the United States cannot file with the United States Corporation because the United States Corporation is bankrupt. If you're bankrupt, you get protection from creditors. That's the whole purpose of being bankrupt. So who are the creditors? Well, uh, that's, who, that's uh, the basics. That's you're right. That's the basis of what most people understand. But when you start uh, go, uh, dealing with uh, the intricacies, uh, uh, the, uh, the int- uh, deep, deep down into intricacies? the of what's okay. actually happening, then right. uh, things start changing. Why? Because you're saying the laws don't apply being, anymore? Well, no, what they got to do is they got to maintain... Uh, the same thing that they did in 1492. We got to maintain control of the uh, manifest destiny. We got to keep an uninformed public, and uh, we got to. 1492. Wait a minute. 1492 was Columbus. You know, no, uh, it, it, what, I, what I'm saying about 1492 this time is involving manifest destiny. In, in, in other words, what we're going to do now... That's the Monroe Doctrine. We, That's a lot later. That was like, what, what? 1800s, no, I think? No, not the Monroe Doctrine this time. We're talking about a whole different thing. What we're going to do is we're going to control the narrative of all information that was correct about the rightful owners of the land, who was here first, we're going to throw in this slavery thing, and all this here business Okay, here. who was here first? And we're going to dictate okay, hold a on. brand we new only narrative have left, a brand new manifestation of destiny. Okay, I'm actually going to tie this back into 9-11 in a minute here, but this is, this is a great conversation. Okay. So who was here first? Who was here first? <laughs> you just said Me. who was here first. Who was here first? Me. Me. You? You weren't here first. So who were the first people here on North America? Who, who got here first? first people here, the first people on this landmass, prior to anybody else getting here, people who look like me. I'm a dark-skinned male, uh, not an Indian, no such thing. And later on, you have what's called an not, Indian. Uh, we're here wait a minute, not Indian, no such thing. Hold, hold on, hold on, no, no, this is interesting. So you say not Indian, okay. no such thing. I saying that, that Native Americans, also known as American Indians, is no such thing? No, there's no such thing as an Indian. No. Okay. All right. I don't agree. And the reason, the reason, I'm, the only reason I'm saying it is because this is what I can prove. Now, really? the, the the original people on this land, man, just like in the Caribbean and islands and all this stuff here, uh, uh-huh. we were already here. The original people in Cuba uh, look like me. The original people in South America, North America, uh, all that was already here. But what they have to do is they have to control the narrative, and they're going to come out with 1492 and the Manifest Destiny in 1492, where we are going to now officially uh, change the truth and put our version of who is who and who is what. Now, when it came to the native, so-called Native Indians, the mm-hmm. United States 
government asked them who built the mounds in Alabama, Mississippi, and all that. And they told them to say, well, they were here when we got here. And I, well, where do you come from? They say, we came over here on the uh, boats. The, the Phoenicians brought us here. Now, what was the very Phoenicians? interesting. Did you say the Phoenicians yeah. brought you here? Oh, okay. I'm just curious. This is no, interesting. Not, this is, not this is new history to me. Not, okay. <laughs> we were already here. I'm talking right. about the, uh, uh, the people that you're calling. So, so you're saying that humanity as, as we know it, in other words, modern homo sapien, you know, was created in the Western Hemisphere here in North America. Yes, this is the this, – North America is not the, not the new world. It is the old world. We, okay. it, it was the first to come up – and the reason I'm saying that, you can check this out. Uh, in the words of Louis Agassiz, they shut him down when he went against uh, um, okay. uh, yeah, what's his name? All right. Well, let me, let me bring you back. Let me, let me bring you back to modern day. Okay. So now, so now we have a government. We had 9-11, which I believe the government knew about. I don't think they created it entirely out of nothing. That would be a little too risky even for them. But they, they, I think they knew the terrorist attack was coming. And they knew, and they took full advantage of it uh, with demolition charges and all kinds of stuff. I know the government was in on it. I know that TWA Flight 800 was shot down by a missile. You know, I know that the, the ammonium fertilizer bomb in Oklahoma City could not have made the damage pattern there. I know the government's complicit in this. So now we've got a situation where we've got an oppressive government that makes up rules, imposes dictates, violates the Constitution, does all these things, and brings in these draconian new laws. However, the counter to that is, I think, a false argument. And the argument you're presenting that we are a corporation, that capital letters on your birth certificate mean that, uh, you know, we're sovereign citizens, that we have a secret treasury account, that uh, the United States declared bankruptcy in 1933 and became a corporation in 1847 and all this other stuff. None of that makes any sense to me, because when I ask really basic, simple questions, who holds the charter? How does this work? Those questions can't be answered. And that's the problem. So we have a real problem. We have a real problem. We have an oppressive government. We have an illegal administration in, in the White House. We have a massive national security state that arose out of a terrorist act 20 years ago. And we have folks that are saying, this isn't a country, it's a corporation. You know, we're all sovereign citizens. We don't have to pay taxes. We don't need driver's licenses. It's not productive. It's not helping us. It's totally distracting from the real problems that are here. That's the problem I have with what you're saying. Okay, well, first of all, one part that you uh, got wrong is it's impossible uh, to have a sovereign citizen. That's impossible. It doesn't exist. You cannot be a king and a servant at the same time. There's no so, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. And all right, good, good statement. Let me, let me address that. So the whole purpose of the United States was to create everybody as a sovereign citizen. We are all equal. Okay, and so the king of England, no, wait, hold on. See, in England, they're called subjects. People in England mm -hmm. are subject to the crown. They're subject to King Charles. He is the only sovereign. Everybody else is a subject. The United States, the big part of our, of our American revolution, of our war for independence, is that everybody is a citizen. There is no king. There is no aristocratic hierarchy. There is no monarchy, aristocracy, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody has the same rights. You know, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, Declaration of Independence. Okay. Well, so therefore, so, so you can't have, you know, what you're talking about of, of, a, of a servant peasant class because it doesn't exist in this country. We are sovereign well, citizens. I, I have a question for you then. Oh, please. How, how can... How can, when we elect officials uh, to become 
uh, politicians, the senators, uh, clergymen, and stuff, uh, they are supposed to work for the people. Is that correct? They're supposed to represent, if we, represent if we, the people that elected them, yes. If we elect them, them yes. into office, right. if we elect them into office, they work for us, Right. Actually, they swore an oath to support and defend the Constitution. What they really do is make sure the government does not exceed the, the Constitution. And what they do is they protect lives, property, and liberty. That is the duty of somebody who's a representative uh, of the people. That's their job. Actually, we work for them. Property. That's what's happening. <laughs> we Jesse, work for ahead. them. <laughs> Which way is it supposed to go? Do, are they supposed to work for us or what? Well, it depends. No. If you're if you're talking we, about a democracy, it, because like you go said, ahead, there is a corporation. We're working for them because you work for mm -hmm. corporations like Walgreens, like you mentioned a few minutes ago, or Walmart, yeah. big corporation. You hire people, so we are working for this corporation. That's why we can never get it anywhere in America. We work, 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 sleep, eat, go to the bathroom, and take a little vacation for two weeks. We're a bunch of slaves to this corporation, and they're in luxury, travel, stealing all our money, giving all our money away. They do whatever they want because we are under this corporation. But remember when Donald Trump was in England and he walked in front of the queen? What happened since Donald Trump went to all these countries and she dissolved corporation at that time with the queen and she allowed him because she went like that with her hand, you go first. That's the purpose of Donald Trump being in England. And 650 airplanes left the Vatican with all our gold. But they don't talk about it. They don't talk about it. But I the corporation has been dissolved. Okay. Pianchi, anyway. you want to get in this conversation? Right. So, we got about uh, so 10 we minutes left. Hold on. Well, Pianchi? What, what U.S. statute does it come under? Yeah, I was wondering which U.S. statute does this corporation come under? It has to come under the statute. Congress had to pass it. Okay, well, I have to, um, I have to, in order to answer that question, I have to go back and look at my notes. However, uh, I don't deal with legal and illegal uh, because uh, statutes and ordinances are exactly what they say they are, and they have absolutely nothing to do with the law. The law clearly states that you do not take the life of another human being and you do not destroy the property of another human being. That's it. That's the law. There is nothing else. But and well, There is no money know, in that, uh, so we had to come out with legal and illegal. In uh, aviation... Title 14 applies to aviation when it comes to income tax, Title 26. When it comes to Indians, Title 27, Judiciary, Title 28. So there is those titles by which the agencies make these rules, which have become laws. But the, in order for it to be a corporation, it has to come up under some title. I was just wondering which one is. Well, it has uh, to be charged. Heard, this is, this well, is my question. Earlier, a, you, 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 you're right, uh, you're right, Pianchi, because uh, it had to be done in Congress because Congress is the one that made the laws. But now, keep in mind, you can't get you can't get off the track. But because we're no longer a country, we got a president, man. 
You go to you go to any country in the world. We got emperors, we got kings, we got queens. But when you come to the United States, we got a president, president of the corporations like Walmart, Sears, Woolworths, and all that rest. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, well old, the, the Constitution, Constitution forbids any titles of nobility, and the reason you got a president is because he's the person that's elected to head one of the three branches of the government. But I was just wondering what title, because I've heard people say 28. 28 is judiciary. It has nothing to do with no, with uh, corporations. I was just wondering. Well, you, you got, this when I, when I, I have to uh, tell people this sometimes. I don't tell it all the time. But you got House Joint Resolution 192. Now, we've heard about that all the time. But that's just uh, uh, something somebody said. They, they got up and made the announcement. But, when are we going to go into action and actually take something and actually do something with it? Man, I ain't got my papers in front of me. I'll tell you exactly what, you, what, you, what you're going to have to do because it, 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 it no longer become a resolution, become a fact. And, that, and it's down in there. I, I can't remember it off the top of my head because I, I teach law and I can't, I don't have you anything teach law? on the table right now. Wait, wait, wait. You just yeah, said you teach law? law? Where do you, uh, where do you yeah. teach law? Where? Uh, worldwide. They How? call me from Germany. They call me from Afghanistan. I do it through computers, telephones, emails, and stuff like that. Why? Why do they call you for contract law? Well, they call me because they want to get out of slavery. They call. They even call me from Afghanistan. I say, and you wait, 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 wait. You, how do you get people out of slavery? Well, uh, you you have to understand contract law. You got a birth certificate. Ain't I you? do understand contract law. <laughs> that's why that's why I say the U.S. Do, is not a corporation because the contract would have to be the the charter that allows the U.S. to be a corporation, uh, a country to be a corporation, which is impossible. That's why I brought this up. So I do know contract law. So so tell me, how is it that people are calling you from around the country to not be slaves? Well, they're calling I mean, around me around the world because they yeah. want to understand the law. And any judge will tell you there's no excuse for not knowing the law. And so what I do is I give them No, they them say ignorance of the, of the law is no excuse. Yeah, you're right. But the, but the question is, why you? How do you teach? Do you, do you have a law degree? Well, I've been, I've been... No, 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 no. I didn't say I was a chump. I never told you I was a chump. I said I, I didn't ask law. that. I, didn't I just asked if you had a law degree. law, which is legal and illegal. <laughs> I didn't tell okay. you that, man. I say no, wait, 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 wait. So someone who... Hold on, hold on, hold on. So someone who knows okay. contract law knows that a corporation has to have a charter or it doesn't exist, right? Well, I have to differ with that. I have to disagree with that. And the reason so why where, where is because am I wrong? what I've already done. Where am I wrong? Well, the United States being a corporation does not interfere with your right to create and make contracts. Wait a minute. Uh, corporations don't have rights. Corporations don't create rights. They don't grant rights. They don't honor there rights. You if you work for a corporation, you, you, you're an employee. You, you, got, you got it are, right. But, but that's why we're not a corporation because we do have rights. Look at, look at what just happened in New Mexico. All right. So hold on. Hold on. Don't laugh yet. It's going to get better. Okay. So getting back to our 9-11 theme of an oppressive government doing things that they can't do. The governor of New Mexico issued an executive order declaring an emergency uh, saying that guns were unhealthy and said that no one could carry guns in Albuquerque, New Mexico for 30 days. And everybody jumped all over her saying that is unconstitutional. You can't do it. 
the county sheriff said, I'm not going to enforce this. He should have arrested her. The mayor of Albuquerque said, I'm not going to enforce this either. Okay? So if it was a corporation, she could have just ordered them to do it. But the fact that we have rights and people are objecting to that and then rebelling against it and calling for her impeachment, I call for her arrest, shows that we're not a corporation. <laughs> because the, the board of directors would have just ordered it, right? If, we were, if New Mexico were a corporation and she were the CEO of New Mexico, she could have just ordered it. And she could have fired anybody who disagreed. The fact that she can't order it proves that we're not a corporation. Uh, she can't order it. Uh, she didn't dare mess with the people. Which one? No, she did order it. But what we're saying is everybody's defying it. They're defying her order. They're carrying guns in Albuquerque right now. Well, so let's get back to, to our... Cap on so that thing because you know what you're gonna have. What's going to happen if she messes with the people. That's the government right there. But you the said it was a one. corporation. Wait a minute. You said it was a corporation. The states are a corporation. Now you're saying they're a government. You can't have it both ways. No. Let me, let me clarify that. When I oh, say please. the United States is a conglomerate of corporations, we're talking about the people up top that's running this thing. I didn't say that you were not a citizen of a country. I didn't say that. Sure you, you, got the, you, got you said exactly that. You word. said my birth certificate has capital letters. You said that uh, we're all subjects. We're all part of the corporation. We're not citizens. We don't have rights. That's exactly what you said. All right. Well, if if, let, me, let me clarify that. First of all. Oh, please, please clarify. Uh, okay. Give me, give me a chance because. Uh, you got two we, minutes we, and 40 we seconds. Here. We okay. only have a few moments left. So yeah. what I'm saying Lesson. to you is this. Mm-hmm. You can allow yourself uh, to voluntarily go to prison. Uh, you can allow yourself. Really? Why would anybody do that? Why would anybody volunteer to go to prison? They do it every day because they don't know the law. They don't know the difference between legal, illegal versus the law. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If we're a corporation, we don't need the law. Tarhaka, if if we're a corporation, we don't need the law. The corporation just makes a policy. You go to jail by policy in a corporation. I I, I didn't say we would. I'm telling you the people that run this stuff, that is a corporation against the people who are, are dealing with the Wait law. Wait a minute, but, but you, said that right. people could, you said that people could rebel. Yeah. Okay. If they don't like what's going on, they rebel, and, it, and the corporations try to keep a cap on it. They try to set it down so they can remain in power. Okay. You got, All right, you I'm going to hold you up. Points. All right. I you got, got nine on. points in this country that rule this thing. You got economics, education, entertainment, labor, law, politics, sex, and religion, and war. So okay. when you understand each one and you know how to deal with this kind of thing, then you hold you hold different soldier. I've been okay, in the courthouse. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to mute you. Okay, all right. I'm going to mute you for now because I, I, I think I've, I've heard enough for, for today. I'm going to think about next week. We'll see that. Um, Pianchi and, and Josie, let's get your comments. We've got a couple minutes left. We can run over time a little bit. But this is a very circular uh, there's a very circular argument going in here. It seems to me a consistent wall of contradiction. Yeah, it's an interesting time to uh, peel the onion to explain. Okay. But, uh, Go ahead. I will see you next week, and uh, thank you for all of you listeners. And we need for you to support Action Radio to keep us on the air. And this is Josie uh, in Pensacola. God bless. Well, where's your store? Come on, don't forget your your, your shameless plug. Roots Uniform Shop, 2009 East Olive Road. 
Thank you. God bless you, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Pianchi, you are, we're going to close the show out here. So, well, the water machine can make as much as some of them for the house to <laughs> do 50 liters. Okay. So, oh, I believe it. I just, it costs I was $1,500. I was just curious about the mechanism. But it, it, in other words, there's no one revolutionary machine. These machines are, are pretty widespread now at this point, right? Sounds, sounds well, like Well, yeah, China makes a lot. They basically, basically made in China. Well, that's interesting. And everything else. Yeah. And they yeah. have mechanisms. They have the uh, device. They have ability to sanitize your water and well, They have desalination. You know? They have all kinds of they have water purification. There's all kinds of things. And it, it wouldn't be too hard to pull water uh, out of the air. You just, uh, you know, condensation things, desalination. I'm not sure how it works, but you can just do it. Uh, they, you know, so, but, so it's, it's not that miraculous. But he was talking about this is the most miraculous. This is where this all started. This is the most miraculous machine. But what, I'm, what I wanted to, to get out is that the, the, there's, there's so much misinformation out there. There's so many contradictions. There's so many uh, distracting things like, the birth certificate, capital letters, the corporation, the whole bit. I mean, it's, all, it's all nonsense to me, right? Uh, where we have real problems, like an oppressive government stealing our rights, you know, a governor taking our uh, gun rights in New Mexico, you know, an illegal administration. You've got someone that was not elected sitting in the White House. I mean, that's a real problem. And we've got some of these other issues of, of these articles. I'll be covering them more probably Thursday because tomorrow we're, we're jam-packed with reporters all day. But we got serious problems, and it seems to me a needless distraction and a waste of energy to be focusing on, on all this nonsense when we have some real things that we need to solve. That's my problem. Yeah, well, Hillary Clinton is getting ready to visit the White House and see Jill, so it'll be another discussion. Well, oh, anyway. Oh, oh that's, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Do you think they're going to team up for an election? I don't know. It's Hillary? It's a, it's it's jillery. Oh, that would, that actually would not surprise me if Joe gets put out to uh, to pasture on the on the on the porch with his ice cream and lemonade, and Jill Biden teams up with Hillary Clinton. That is fascinating. On that note, let's do it again tomorrow. Okay. Thanks, Bianchi. Appreciate your help. So, needless to say, the, this show does not go with. <laughs> the way I expected, but that's fine. That kind of stuff happens all the time, and that's what makes it more interesting. I think I can leave the title because the title is general enough um, that uh, that we sort of covered it. So that's okay. So that's good. But uh, who knows? I mean, tomorrow we've got uh, Bill Fecky with the Fecky Report at 7 a.m. At 7.30, we've got Wendy Arthur with the Oh My God Report. We've got uh, Bonnie Nesbitt with the B Word Report, uh, and that'll be at 8 o'clock. And then at 9 o'clock, we've got uh, Bianca Von Krieg with the, uh, with the Progressive Report. Uh, she's calling it from the West Coast. So we've got a lot of interesting stuff. Wednesdays are great. Wednesdays are just chock full of stuff. Anyway, thank you all for listening today. And uh, I'll give you our contact information. One, no, I just played a little bit ago. So just go earlier, you know, uh, 925. So, so 35 minutes ago, I played the, uh, the contact stuff. A couple more things to play. And then I'm back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Central Time when we will do it uh, all again. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive. 
conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida, right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stores Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stores Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Grave Care. And now as an affiliate of Grave Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Grave Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is gravecare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at gravecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Grave Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strike Force, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code WYL to the discount code window at checkout. W-Y-L comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at StrikeforceEnergy.com. That's StrikeforceEnergy.com. Start your engine. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizen action. 
please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 